One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nice. Oh my god, nice. uh, really that tight. Was, that was so tight. It's like we have not forgotten the I waves of podcasting. Counting. I think we actually got better. Yeah, maybe even got a little better. I was just thinking that. I was so glad you said that. I feel you know, like we got distance a at distance makes the heart grow fonder, as they say. Were which you is you guys saving up your counting skills over the course of the last year? That's I, yeah. I was. Trev and I actually kind of rehearsed a little bit over the weekend. Yeah, we did. Tilda oh. Swinton uh, took me in her dojo. Taught me how to count good. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Besties. A uh, 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 sort of like a fashion, uh, sports, <laughs> lifestyle, trend, video game, uh, all-encompassing experience. This week, though, we're focusing on video games, and you know what? They're not. It's, it's not, come a long way since Pac-Man. It's not just Pac-Man anymore. <laughs> um, oh, I have missed this. Uh, my name is Justin McElroy. Oh no, we fucked it up though. I'm Griffin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. Oh, I know the best game of the week also. Uh, my name is Chris Plant, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Rose Rush, and I know the best game of the week. Oh, I I guys, we found, we found Bob Dylan. Let's get him to the <laughs> Nobel Peace Prize. Um, it should be the best game of the year, though, because this is our annual <laughs> spectacular. <laughs> our annual upending of a podcast trash can that we just put all over your feed, and we just do some, <laughs> some real scattershot adjudication of some video games. Um, no, for real though. Where are we gonna? Where do we put this? Do, where On the we... internet. No, I know, but I feel like it, it, like I don't know that this podcast feed even exists anymore. I think we're gonna have to like mail people SD cards with the mm-hmm. podcast on it. I have like I maybe like two hundred USB drives that I've been given by EA and Ubisoft over oh, the years, yeah, and yeah. It, they come in different funny shapes. Like one's like a gun, and the other one's like a gun. And we could just send those to people in the mail. Like a space gun. <laughs> like yeah. one's a space gun, but one's like a earth bullet gun. Yeah, I could see that not being the best thing to put in the mail. No, maybe not. Um, so what are we doing here? What, why did you bring us here, Justin? Well, I've gathered you here to discuss the games of the year. It's been mm. a humdinger of a year in every conceivable metric, but it's actually been a good year for games, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Games um, were doing okay. Yeah, it was a in every every other way it was a bum dinger. I'm gonna say, but games yeah. were all right. And it was thank a slum you, dinger. Thank you, games, for being a a fun uh, like island that we can sort of jack our brains in. Boy, we really are getting to that like. I don't know, man. I died because I jacked into virtual reality to escape from the world, and I didn't eat for six days. Like we're get, we are getting there, huh? It's getting there, huh? It's getting there in a lot of ways, like the tech and also just the world. I just knocked over something. I don't even know what the fuck that was. Um, do you think it's do you think it's good that that's our only respite from the horrible world around us? Listen, we're not going to do this. No. This is not what Besties is about. We're not going to get on. T- you know what? Twenty sixteen did its best okay <laughs> it let us down but it tried damn it it was its first time being a year and right. it, f- it fucked up mm. bad but like nobody's nerfect nobody's nerfect uh so let's just hang in there together david bowie can't die twice so 2017 <laughs> is gonna be better okay um, i think i think we 
Let's talk about honorable mentions because we're going to do our usual dumb way of talking about video games where we do four rounds of the best, our favorite games. Yeah. But like, what were some of the, and I don't even, here, here's an idea. Mm. What if honorable mentions, I mean, let's talk mostly about games, but like, it could extend it to other things that you found solace in, other, th- other things that you just really, really dug into this year. And please turn off oh. your fucking cell phones. Yeah, that'd be good. So I've, I've got one for honorable mention. You ready? Yeah. Banana tea. A what now? Banana tea. Banana. I'm sorry, what? Banana tea. It's a kind of tea made from bananas. Oh, I think you're talking about like a shirt. No. Yeah, I thought it was like a company that sells funny no, shirts no, no. on the internet. No, this is tea. I don't know if you guys are aware. Um, you know, you can take NyQuil if you want. You can take, if you're having trouble, sleeps. Yeah. You know, Ambien, variety of things. Uh-huh. Little do you know, the real answer is, is right down banana. your grocery's aisle bananas so russ you've been doing this fun thing lately where you've been dying because uh, <laughs> i don't i don't i don't know exactly what malaise you've been st- struck with but uh, do you want to you, know you, you've had an eye i can patch. tell you you've had an eye patch on and that's been crazy yeah i've had shingles for the last two weeks <laughs> holy shit which is 100 percent the worst uh disease that i've ever managed to uh <laughs> adopt for myself yeah it is horrendous um, I'm not going to get too graphic. Please here's don't. One. Here's which, what I'm going to say. Which side of your body is it on, Russ? It's right just over over and around my eye, my right eye. Oh, God. So yeah, imagine, brutal. if you will, you know um, Ruffles potato chips? Sour uh-huh. cream, if you will. And we're done. <laughs> That's going to do it for the show forever. Did you get? Did, is it from a V? Did you put on a VR headset at a con? You know, I put on up. all of the VR headsets, but only after I developed it. <laughs> Good. So you better watch out. You don't, okay. Emphasis on the eye. Typhoid, typhoid rust over here. You don't catch it that way. The the varicella zoster virus stays in your body. Uh, you, you do get. one medical history podcast with your with your doctor <laughs> wife, and all of a sudden you got a PhD in shingles. No, well, I mean, no. Actually, we did our episode this week about chicken pox and shingles, so I can make fun so of Russ okay. on the episode. Um, <laughs> Lovely. I, that, you know, hey Russ, did you know that that pain can last the rest of your life in some oh. cases? Trust me, I spent the last two weeks Googling all of this shit, so I'm well aware of how horrifying it is. Hey. Thankfully, the pain is mostly subsided. For now. Speaking speaking of uh, VR shingles, one of my honorable... You know why it's called shingles? Oh, my God, please, no. Did you know this? I had a good segue. Singulus for girdle. Okay. Because uh-huh. it, it wraps usually wraps around a part, not your eye. Why did you do it so bad? Nobody gets it on <laughs> their it eye. Bad. bad job. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have, and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. 
Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. Hey, speaking of VR shingles, one of my honorable mentions <laughs> just narrowly missed my top four because that's the arbitrary number that we do things here at Besties. Mm-hmm. Um, was Job Simulator oh, for so fun for the vibe? Super fun. Um, and this this was in my top four, but it got just bumped off just before we started. Uh, but I did want to talk about it because holy shit! Like for for me, um, there was, and I'm, we're going to talk about this, I'm sure, a lot, because I do think it was a good year for games, but I don't know that there was that much stuff that just, like, knocked me out. Yeah. I don't know that there's that much stuff that, like, I, I, I've i talked about this fucking every year that we've done this. Like, I love games that, like, um, have are, are, are important to me and I know will be imp- continue to be important to me. They're, like, games that are somehow unforgettable to a degree and games that I know I will go back and play and games that earn nostalgia, um, and I don't know that there were that many games that did that for me this year, but like the concept of VR for a good, and I'm not, I haven't used mine in a while, so, um, I don't necessarily think that <laughs> it was it, great it, for a week. <laughs> it, it wasn't even a week. It was, it was a good, I mean, there was a good, like good four, long weekend. four or five months there where I would just like pop in and see what was going on. Uh, cause to me, like it was exciting and it still is exciting. It just needs like more software support um but i like, had almost the exact same experience griffin and i, I actually want to make a quick honorable men uh, do you want to talk about job simulator well, i more? just i just wanted to say job simulator like there was one day where we were all at uh in new york uh having like a group polygon meeting and there and we'd had some beers and we were playing job simulator and i was doing like the cooking one and people like sitting on the couch watching me play started to shout out like cocktail orders which i would then make by like exploding an egg into like a fucking flower pot and then using like a teacup as the top of like the shaker and like mixing it up and just like that game is so madcap and it is fucking like the perfect uh, I think it's the perfect first game to play in VR because in terms of like interaction, uh, yeah. that, that game fucking has it. And it is, it is just, it is the funniest game released this, this year, even without doing like dumb, dumb shit, which like is all you want to do in VR is like throw things at the robots and, you know, do all kinds of stupid shit. Uh, it, it, even without that layer of like user made dumbness, like that game is just like every, every inch of it. Uh, is is hysterical. So I, I yeah. wanted to bring that up as an honorable mention because it's uh, super. That, it was so. It's fun. super approachable, which I liked. Like super, like as you said, easy to get into. I definitely agree. I think it's like if you play VR, this should be the first game you play in VR. Because yeah, it doesn't make you nauseous. The graphics are like welcoming and simple, but you still like get the vibe. Like, whoa, I'm in this carport or whatever. And um, and everything everything works. Like in that cooking right. in the cooking one, for example, like. Uh, like you can cook anything basically any way and you get stuff like you rip down the uh order sheet off the uh off that that wheel and you have like the piece of paper with the customer's order on it and you think like i wonder what happens if i put this on the griddle it catches fucking fire and then like you yeah. can scoop the ashes of it into the blender and like make a smoothie out of the ash like you can do everything everything every interaction you could imagine is is available in that game it is yeah, it is amazing totally agree um, I wanted to call out a, a, a 
I, 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 VR experience, uh, t- sort of t- the main one I think that exemplifies it the best is uh, Space Pirate Simulator, mm. um, it, which is one of the VR games that I think like best. It's sort of like the dream of VR as a a, a a sort of immersive action kind of thing, which didn't seem like the best application for it at first. But Space Private Simulator has like a, a you're using both the controllers as pistols. You can switch the kind of pistol you're using uh, on the fly, and you're just surrounded by um, uh, incoming alien ships. And it's really fun and cool, and also like a really good way of like getting active. Um, mm. especially once it gets a little, uh, more intense, um, every, every, I had like, uh, like one or two nights where I had my friends over after I got the vibe set up and we played a bunch of stuff. We played, uh, the audio surf game, which I liked a lot. We played budget cuts demo, which is probably oh, my great. favorite thing I've ever played on vibe, but it's not like a full thing yet. Um, but the thing everybody talked about and the thing, this was months ago and it's the thing like, oh, we got to get over and play some more vibe so we can check out that space pirate sim. Like that is the game that everybody wants to play more of. Uh, Hollow Point is the same way where it's like a very immersive it's just like a bow and arrow shooting at targets and the targets are shooting back and it's yeah. great. It's really it's really good and really active. I'm I'm curious as long as we're talking about VR do you guys think that it's I mean there was this huge crush of VR hype um when it was coming out and I think that like in a lot of ways the base experience of playing in VR really lived up to it. But for me, I'm sort of in the same boat as Griffin. Honestly, the vibe for me is such a, unless you have like a dedicated computer and room for that computer um, to keep it just sort of like ready to go at a moment's notice it, it is like a big ask. I, yeah. I generally like hook it up if I know somebody's coming over who hasn't checked it out yet like that. And that's right. it. I don't uh, think the issue is software. You guys were talking about like lack of software. I don't, for me, that's not really the issue with VR. The issue is if I'm coming home at the end of the day, I want to relax, and sure. VR is the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it's just uh, relaxing in the sense of um, it not being uh, a peaceful experience to be in VR. Like I do find it stressful most of the time, but also just getting it set up, um, yeah. which is not that much work, but. I mean, there's already that difference in friction between, uh, you know, powering on a console versus turning on your PC and, you know, every so often having to fuss with all the technical stuff. But then adding that extra layer of making sure the vibe is working and, like you all said, having a room ready and then getting placement in that room. Like, I don't know. I, I don't have, like, the biggest office uh, for for this, but, like, it's larger than any space I ever had in New York. In the fact that it is the bare minimum of a Vive usable space, and that even when I'm in it, I'm kind of worried that I'm going to break a TV. It, it just it takes a lot for me to like want to put a headset on. It also seems hard because of the way people are sort of intermittently um, using it. It seems like it's hard for a game to like discovery becomes an issue because I feel like nobody has enough Vives or or riffs set up at any given time for a game to build like a real sure. sort of like yeah if you haven't steam. used it in a while and there's a game you've never heard of are you gonna like go through the 15 minutes to like plug everything in and and i'm i'm coming from the like i i really enjoyed the time i spent with the vibe but i'm also coming from an extremely privileged point of having the steam press account where like a lot of these experiences aren't great and even the ones that are really 
uh, good are typically fairly is still pretty anemic. It's just like cool that they pull off what they pull off in these VR environments. Um, I don't want to pay fucking forty dollars for that. Like I don't. Yeah. I, I just I just yeah. don't. That's the reason, honestly, why I didn't invest in the PlayStation VR. I had one pre-ordered for uh, for months. I, I put in the pre-order basically as soon as it went up. Um, and I read the reviews and it sounds neat, but like I don't I don't want to spend fucking you know, a bunch of money playing battle tanks or rigs or whatever. Like, cause I, it, it, they may be good, but I don't, I don't necessarily want to spend a bunch of money on these experiences that are, I can think of maybe one or two, like job simulator, definitely worth the money. Uh, Windlands, I really dug. Um, uh, but like, yeah, it's, it's a lot to ask. It's a lot to ask for, for like these unproven experiences. Well, and there's yeah. a lot of experiences too. Like there's a, a, a forgotten realms game on there. That's a sword and sorcery, sorcery kind of deal. And once you get past the novelty of like, Oh, this is how you did like a sword and shield. That's cool. I'm swinging a sword. Wow. Check me out, everybody. Hey honey, come in here. I got, look at me. I'm swinging a sword. Okay. Please hold watch. on. <laughs> what? It, this is one. This is the same. Once you get past all that. Uh, yeah. You, the, you realize the game itself is like the most base like sure it, it yeah. seems like a, a game that like <laughs> like if Chex wanted to release a licensed <laughs> sequel to its game like it seems like something coming a Captain Crunch demo disc that comes in the box and it's like Crunch Raiders or something the, it's like the, the most basic yeah the stuff that like gives me hope for it though is stuff like uh, Windlands, which I was just Googling them. Apparently they're in a spot of trouble because somebody made like a tutorial video about how to program grappling hooks, stuff like that. And they filed a DCMA request according to uh, the like hundreds of negative Steam reviews. Uh, uh, the, the thing that gives me hope is like games like that where you just have a huge, beautiful world to explore. I played the yeah. Windlands demo on the fucking DK2 uh, before before I got my hands on the vibe, like a lot, like I beat it multiple times just because like it was cool to be in the the big worlds and games like Rec Room where you have like these big worlds to explore, but also uh, like a, a social layer, like that shit does like does me so right in like a snow crash like way. Justin and I weirdly enough spent a lot of time playing Second Life this year, and a a, a version of that that is good and also on <laughs> VR like. I'm going to play that a lot, I think. I think I'm probably going to get very, very into that. Like, there, there's still something to be said for, yes, it can be a pain to set it up, and um, there, there's some issues with the hardware still, and uh, the, the, it's a, a lot to ask from a price perspective, both uh, for software and hardware. But there is something to be said, like, it's to be plug into, like, a virtual world and have it just fucking work. Yeah, is, yeah, is spectacular. I, I don't, I don't want to spend too much time talking about VR. I do want to ask you, Griffin, yeah. one question before we move on. Have you considered, given that we're about a month out, have you considered exclusively having your child raised within VR? Uh, I've thought about it, like doing a little a fun pod because Justin already blew it. He missed yeah. his window. Yeah, she's seen the outside. Yeah, uh, I just don't want my baby to get shingles. That's it. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. It's a huge issue. Very unsafe. Any other honorable mentions? Fresh take plant? Yes. Yeah, I wanted to mention real quick, uh, COD Infinite Warfare, which is like a, you know, has fine multiplayer and fine zombies. The campaign is pretty excellent from a writing standpoint. Like, 
surprisingly so they brought in some naughty dog people and wrote like an actual story with actual <laughs> characters love, which I is i love that we need story <laughs> get the story ones anybody no- look for somebody with glasses get the, the telltale ones or the naughty dog ones yeah. get somebody with a goatee in here to you know, write they a story didn't have to is what i would say do you know and the phone number to for bioware them. anyone <laughs> It it doesn't seem to have helped their sales much because it seems like the interest in sales for Infinite Warfare have been pretty anemic in comparison to normal. Yeah. But it is a really excellent story, and I did want to give them props for putting that effort in. Yeah. I may have to get there eventually. I'm, it if you if you decide to play this, here's here's a pro tip from me. Put it on the easiest setting possible oh, yeah. in yeah. sprint. Like, don't even shoot at anything. Just sprint. That's a well, for the first 15 <laughs> to 20 minutes, because it's miserable. Yeah, the beginning and, is not great. Yeah, it's real bad. Um, it's really, really bad. And then it gets, like, pretty solid. Uh, but, yeah, it straight up literally sprint past the opening of the game. Uh, Crisp, yeah. do you have any hot H- HMs? Yeah, uh, I'm going to say Steep. Only because it's not out yet, so I feel oh, yeah. I feel bad that it's not here. There's a few of those, um, right? Like Final Fantasy 15. Not we're, we're recording yeah. this. It is November 21st when we're recording this, so there's just some stuff that we. Are, what gonna, is it? The little like dog dragon game? Oh yeah, like, Last Guardian. Shit. Yeah, Last Guardian. Much there, like right? the real video game awards, we are going off <laughs> an incomplete list. Um, um, you know, Steep. Uh, the beta has been, I guess, going a few different times throughout the past month, and it's great. I mean, I, I love uh, SSX, and I what I love best about those games is, like, not being competitive and just mm. ambling down a mountain. Yeah. And they essentially made that into a game. They made a giant mountain. And I don't know if you, like, it's, like, very nitty-gritty, but Ubisoft has this whole idea where they're going to stop making story and missions in video games, which we'll see. What? Um, yeah, they've talked... Wait. Yeah, this is for real. Uh, it's on Polygon.com. Okay. Never interesting. Yeah. Um, but they've talked about how, like, with Assassin's Creed, especially the next one, they want to get away from traditional story and basically create a world, and then the players uh, create anecdotes within it. And oh. Steep <laughs> is actually the first example of that in that there's very little game. That just, that just means they couldn't find any Naughty Dog guys. Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't get the telltale. The phone was busy. <laughs> now we're stuck with the anecdotes. Um, but you, like... You basically are able to create missions super, super easily and then yeah. just pick at other people's stuff. It's smart. I, 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 I don't know if it'll do work. That. I don't want to make it. I don't want to play other You don't have to. Yeah, I don't like want a to million people will make things for you, and then in theory, they'll only the good stuff I think arise. it's just because I want to finish idea. a game. Like, I just want to finish it. Let me know when it's over, please. You're part of the old, the old guard. There aren't people like you anymore. Um, I also uh, want to say that uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon is in my mm. honorable mentions, and it's just because I haven't played that much of it. It only came out... Uh, I, I got it, like, a, a few days early, so I haven't had it that long, but not only that, I did this uh, Nuzlocke video series for Pokemon Y that I kind of had to burn through in the last, like, month or so to prep for the month of December when I'll be out, and so I'm just so Poke-burned out right now, and I started... <laughs> and Pokemon Sun and Moon, I think, is actually has a pretty slow start, and it's also like, here's how Pokeballs work, and it's like, fuck, dude, come yeah. on. Um, but I've really I really liked what I've played so far. I just haven't really spent too much time with it. I, I put in, like, six hours before my eyes stopped working. Oh, no. 
and mm. it seemed um yeah it's it, it was cool to like be in an environment that was like not i guess a normal like it was a hawaiian inspired yeah the, the worlds are very big and like there's it's uh there's a lot of like uh detail to them it's not like here's a town with a single fucking house in it um uh, there, there's the and the, the aesthetic is super on point, and there's some really nice quality of life uh, upgrades, and it also shakes out of the like. There's eight gyms you have to get through format, but um, now there's four. Uh, well, no, there's and then there's like a bunch of little trials that uh, mix up the game. the gameplay a bit that are cool. It's but the same fucking game. Let's face it. Okay, that's uh, fine. I see the words mini metro on here. Who put that? And I put one that on there. It. it just got released on uh, iPad and iPhone. Wanna, it is a ooh, really good. I didn't know game. that. What is yeah, it? Yeah, I thought it was just it's on a, Steam. Yeah, it's been on Steam for a while, but it just got released on mobile, and it is just, like, so choice. Is like, it like Doomsday Clicker? Because that's all I care about right now. No, it's nothing like a <laughs> stupid clicking <laughs> game that takes like 50 hours to do stuff. Give me some no, it's not. It's a, it's a really great uh, strategy game where you're basically building out a... You done, Justin? When you click on <laughs> What do you? What do you click on though? You click on subway stations and and connect subway stations to other subway stations, and then you make your own procedurally generated uh, subway map across the cities of the world. Great. Okay. Nerd. It uses really cool art design and uh, audio design. Oh, it, that, it's the music is by uh, Disaster Piece. Yeah. Yeah. Also, this is the year that Russ and I got really into SimCity Builder on iPhone. Oh my god! Yeah, that game came out a year and a half ago. Yeah, and for whatever reason, I picked it up, and then I knew Justin would be addicted to it, so I got him addicted to it. And now all we play is that. It's really, it's actually very good. I know it's miserable, and but and you have to. (laughs) Russ literally had to send me a guide of how to have fun with SimCity (laughs) Builder. But like once he taught, and it turns out the answer is like grinding more than the game wants you to. Because if you go too fast, you ruin it for yourself. Oh yeah, fuck. It's fun. Oh, it's really guys. good. What? Uh, also, my honorable mentions is Uncharted Four. I just realized it's not on any of our lists. Oh, was, that was oh, a, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Great game. Four is was okay. Oh, yeah. I thought it was really good. It just um, there was other stuff I liked more. It was just too. Good. I think that they were. It was too long. It was just too much. Like I wanted it to be over several times, and it just wasn't. It also, just the story is the past. Anecdotes are the future. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, there weren't yeah, enough yeah. anecdotes. I want to. I just wanted him to say, like, here's a hundred vines. What do you think the story is? <laughs> <laughs> you figure it out. Okay, I'm cutting this off. I'm moving us into the first round of yes. battle. Um, should we go through and introduce our titles individually? Griffin yeah. McElroy, you go first. I mean, uh, I don't think no, we need we to like set it all up. No, we should just do one, do yeah. Griffins, and I'll, we'll talk I'll about start, it. I'll start we'll with mine because there's a, almost a good transition here because uh, it also has a fucking excellent like soundtrack of the year. Scored by Disasterpiece, uh, who guys like sometimes I it, Disasterpiece has a Spotify channel. I'll just get on that and just go buck wild. He is the best mm. dude in the fucking game right now. Yeah, um, he's very good. So uh, yeah, my game is Hyper Light Drifter. Uh, mm. Hyper Light Drifter is a uh, a top down action sort of RPG that is very 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 punishing. Yeah, um, it is. Uh, it has this pixelized aesthetic that is like unlike I've ever any anything I've ever seen uh in a game uh it has this like really sharp sort of neon aesthetic uh and uh the the control scheme is actually fairly limited you have like a uh a dash dodge button uh you have a sword that you can attack with and you have uh, a a shoot button and you can find uh an upgrade different uh guns throughout the game 
there are hidden collectibles hidden all over that you can pick up and then purchase new skills. But like, ultimately, the skill set is 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 pretty limited. Like, you dash around and you dodge enemy attacks and you shoot at enemies and you use your sword to take them out. Um, you only have like sort of going in line with that very minimalist aesthetic. Uh, you only have, I think, like five hit points. Uh, and it is very easy to just like get hit a couple of times by enemies and then you're dead. So it is very much a game about going into a room and trying to find the right pattern to get through that room, um, which means you're going to die a lot. Like any given battle, if it gets too crazy, you might die a dozen or so times in. But on that 13th time, you are going to pull off this fucking awesome ballet of shooting and dodging and like reflecting enemies attacks with like the perfect timed uh sword swing uh like every every inch of the game i I, like the only thing i can think of and i think it even does it better than hotline miami did it in that same yeah, way? Like I, was say, I mean, it does feel a lot like Hotline yeah. Miami in the sense that you're constantly repeating the same room. It, it, but. but there's a little bit. To, I, I think it's even slicker than Hotline Miami because Hotline Miami, like you grab a gun and you shoot it and it runs out of ammo and you throw it at a guy to knock him out and run up and kick. Yeah. Like uh, it, it, it. But at the same time, like you're only doing three things, but you're doing them like in really fucking uh, uh, really hip sequence. Like Hyperlight Drifter does that also, but I think it. I think it does it better. Um, not only that, it has some of the hardest ass boss fights in a game released this year um and i i so we're gonna talk about uh somebody has dark souls on here later and like yeah usually i rely on that that franchise for like fuck yeah i beat that boss i've been trying to get for so long and i didn't i got that more from hyper light drifter than i did from dark souls 3 there's one boss in particular which if you've played the game you'll remember uh is like this bird wizard guy that is just nonstop. like you have to be perfect perfect for like two minutes two straight minutes of perfect inputs and dodges and attacks and counters uh and like it took me it took me a good 50 tries to take him down uh and when i did like that's that's probably my most satisfying moment of playing a video game this year um so like I just I think it is just a perfect game. Like it is the 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 design and aesthetic and yeah, it uh, also music looks super gorgeous. Uh, you haven't really is, gone into yeah, the visuals, but graphically very very it's pretty. Very very pretty and the music like is perfect and then like while you play it the whole time you feel like just this awesome badass. And also it, it has this weird overwhelming sense of like um uh, like kind of sadness that goes through the whole thing. Like the whole time you are like your character is stopping and like falling to their knees and like coughing up blood. And it's like the the, the storyline is a very abstract and very open to interpretation. But the whole time there's this sense of like um, uh, dread that yeah, kind of overwhelms foreboding. the whole thing, which is like also kind of a unique thing um kind of reminded me of the, uh the tone of like sword and sorcery like yes that yeah yeah level. sure mm-hmm. um so uh, and also i think they just updated it and correct me if i'm wrong but i think it also has co-op now which i could see being really fun um it, it, i've already gone back and started replaying it because there's uh s- some new games plus options but my favorite shit now is the speedrun community game uh, for that game is uh insane 
because one of the techniques that you pick up is like skiing uh, where you dash and you have to chain your dash, but to chain it, like you have to hit the dash button in perfect sequence, like right after. And so there's people who are speed running it, trying to keep this perfect chain of dashes going throughout the whole game. Uh, and it is like nuts to watch that shit. Um, so yeah, it, it, that's Hyper Light Drifter. I've seen, I, I, I know there was a lot of criticism of the game that it was like uh, too punishing to the point of being fairly exclusive. And I totally get that, but like, um, I, I, I'm, I'm into that. I, I really am into that if it's fair and well designed. And I think Hyper Light Drifter absolutely is. Next up, Russ Farsh. Wow, we're not going to talk about it. Nobody else wants. No, we, I, we, I, we, I, I got it. Faster. We just went ten minutes. If we average this speed, it's going to be a five-hour-long podcast, and I'd sooner <laughs> People die. People love that. Who else? Who else played it? Die. That's all I want to know. I'd rather. Yeah, die. I played. I played it. I only spent about an hour with it, but I really enjoyed what I played. I did about the same, and I, I wish I had the stomach for that level of difficulty. But I well, just Chris, why don't you come don't. over? We'll get it. We'll get on PS4 or something. We'll co-op it. That'd be good because then you can like just do it for. It's kind of like when I first played <laughs> Spelunky with Freshik and he just killed me he and just carried me through. Just, I, yeah, no, sweet. I carried his corpse through to hell. That was, that was pretty good. I didn't. It, that wasn't fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm in the same boat. I, I played it. I I I I really liked everything about it, but the the I hear that anymore and like I I want I don't have as much free time as I used to and I want to try to play as much as I can and I see something like that it's just like okay sure. that's going to have to be one that that falls by the wayside but yeah, see I would I would rather tropes. have I would rather have that where it's a game where I know there's going to be parts I have to bang my head against over and I don't know that any of these made my I don't think so uh, over a fucking open world game where it's like it's a not it's an endless experience go run to this house it looks like the other houses but this one's got a bone in it like I would I would much <laughs> rather have a game that like can be finished then, but then will the, you have the stomach to finish it is i think what justin's yeah saying. sure I right. we I can do these kinds of comparisons of though let's at least introduce the titles in this hands. round and then yeah sure. we'll, we'll compare and contrast russ freshick you want to go next because you're next yeah. on this list sure i did this randomly so my my game for this round is overwatch man nice. what a good fucking game that yeah. is a wicked game i, I right feel bad there. for everything in this round i know because that that's it's weird, one. you know. Overwatch reminds me. Oh, not maybe it's not weird because the same company, but Overwatch reminds me a lot when Hearthstone <laughs> came out, which is to say, you have this company, Blizzard, that comes in and is like, "Oh, you guys have been doing, you know, cooperative, team-based uh, shooters for a little while. How's that working for you? Let's just blow this you whole do it way, genre way better up than you ever did. Yeah, <laughs> and just like drop a nuke on it and and uh, leave everyone else crying. It's really Overwatch." in case you haven't played it, is a uh, team-based, cooperative, uh, class-based uh, game where you uh, battle against another team uh, using different classes. So you'll have, like, the turret-building guy or the shield-wielding guy and basically synergize with other players and use each other's skills to sort of give you an edge over the other team. I don't uh, like a lot of team-based games, um, yeah. and I don't, I don't play them a lot. Um, the difference with Overwatch and the thing that's so interesting is, like, I had buddies uh, who played Overwatch a lot, and I kind of just got back into it to play with them, and I thought, like, well, this is going to be great. I'll just be a drag on the team forever. The really interesting thing about Overwatch is because the characters are so sort of different, if you can get smart about a character or two and and figure out some things that work, you can be, like, you can help your team. Yeah. 
right away. Yeah, Especially if there's healer classes, which I love and I wish every game had. Because, like, when your skills aren't very good, like, it's really nice to be able to prop up the people who know what they're doing as just, like, your job. My job is to help this person who seems to know what they're doing. That, and that's really cool and a really cool way to sort of, like, get your feet wet. And then eventually you get bored with it and you're like, okay, I'm going to try shooting somebody. But, like, that's and, – and, and it's not just – like, there's a turret building guy. Like, I, I'm not great at aiming. Like, in a one-on-one – with most people, I'm going to lose because I don't have, you know, the reflexes or the I've never just I'm just not very good. But I can build a turret in a really annoying place that I know will be devastating. Yeah. Um, and that's and a, really I'll, help the team. So many games like talk about like you're going to you can play this game and you, you'll be good at it even if you're not a shooter guy because there's other stuff you can do. And it's like, OK, well, let's check it out. And you hop in and it's like this one. There's this one guy that builds a turret and there's one guy that drops med packs. Okay, all right. And that's fucking it. Like, Overwatch is the first game that actually follows through with that because there's not just, like, the medic. There's the medic that you don't even need to point a fucking heal gun at somebody. You just produce dubstep you just that, that heals them. There's the, there's, like, you, you don't have to be good at Overwatch to be good at Overwatch. You just have to be good at Reinhardt, right? Like, you just yeah. have to, you just have to, if you, if you can't aim for shit, um, that's fine. You just have to know what your hero does and play that hero, and that's it. That's it. And You've it's done a shooter it. where, like, half of the characters do not require you to be good at shooting, which yeah. is, that's the big thing. Is like, they, it's so often that, like, yeah, as you said, there's only one or two that are, like, support classes. Here, it's basically, like, half. And um, granted, like, there are experts and, and stuff like that that will totally crush you into oblivion, but the fact that I can hop on with my friends that are, like, prestige level 10 and still be an asset is like a huge huge thing yeah i mean there's a healer who sort of uh who can go into a room with their super ability like the first time you play if your entire team gets wiped out and you're near them you can use that super ability and bring your entire team back and win the game that's like that's devastating to come back from yeah um i've been getting into ana lately because i haven't played so much recently I, i only just picked it back up because uh, I got it on, on PS4 where I was like level two or something like that. Uh, and like Anna is a, a sniper who shoots harm bullets at enemies and healing bullets at friends. And like <laughs> there's this dichotomy to everything she does uh, like that. That is like it's so fucking genius. It's so smart. It's even smart in the way it does unlocks because unlocks in this game are <sighs> stupid and dumb. No, yeah. I, I, I the more you think about it, the more it makes sense because like. I don't feel bad about not like the fun in Overwatch really is its own reward. And I think that like that takes a lot of confidence to say like you're not playing this to like like a lot of times if if I'm playing Titanfall eventually, for example, and we'll talk about this later, but like I would apply this to a lot of uh, first person shooters with with unlockable tiers of gear. Eventually, I'm just like, well, at least I can like level up this gun while I'm playing. Like, we're not going to win this match, whatever. I'll just focus on trying to do this dumb thing to unlock this one weapon or whatever. Sure. With Overwatch, there's really no like reward other than winning the game. So, like, you, there's no reason to think about other stuff other than I'm going to win this match. Like, that's it's that has to be its own reward, and that's yeah. a, 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 a confidence. I kind of disagree because I feel like the yeah, reason I, I, the reason well. I fell off is just like, um. That I think it just misses the mark on on the progression loop because I think it could even have the progression loop it has now, but I feel like leveling up takes way too fucking long. Like I'm playing now on PS4 and I mostly played on PC where I had a bunch of cool stuff unlocked, but PS4 was all where all my friends were playing, so I was like, oh, I'll hop in, and it's like it shouldn't take me like six or seven matches 
yeah. to to unlock level f- f- fucking seven and, and then get four you know fucking sprays that I'm not right. gonna, like that's it is, it that's is not. the issue with the progression right now and I and I said this in the review is that ninety percent of the stuff you get in the boxes is kind of trash and you don't really want it. like sprays and voice lines oh and boy it's, it's it's a major problem like say what you will about Call of Duty. No one does rewarding the player better for playing the game better than Call of Duty. You have dozens yeah. of gun camos and emblems and stuff to work. Like, you're constantly, constantly being rewarded with stuff. And Overwatch, awesome game. Much better game than Call of Duty has been in the last few years. But there is not that draw to be like, I want to play one more game because leveling up for me is not enough of an encouragement because the things you get from leveling up are just not that good. Yeah, I, I mean, I would I would throw a wrench in that with Call of Duty to say that my biggest beef with Call of Duty each year is some you know teenagers who have all the time in the world hop on and they rank up and they get better weapons. And the idea sure. that like you are immediately put at a disadvantage when you start playing a game is the least appealing. But I, I think um, I was really think just idea. talking about cosmetics. Yeah, sure, I think the, sure. the rewards in Overwatch are great. I'm just saying the way they hand them out is not is not good. But I also think it is a testament to Overwatch that like the that progression loop is basically the only reason why I have played shooters over the past like 3 or 4 years. It is why I got so deep into Destiny. Um and it's why like I think I even said on this podcast like if I'm going to play a shooter, I want to play the one where I can like go trick or treating and shoot enemies and get candy for that I can use on masks that I can wear over the next few years like Yeah. Um it is a hey, testament for- to Overwatch that it does a bad job by that, but I still like want to fucking play it all the I time. I want to move on, but I do want to just circle back around to the honorable mentions and say that Destiny is still a very, very, still a very, very good and fun game. Good video game. Yes. And the new expansion is a reason to play Destiny, which is all I need from an expansion. It's not a Destiny's, great reason to play Destiny. It's not a great reason no, to play but Destiny. It's, good it's an okay reason to play Destiny. It's a fucking Get this, great guys. game. There's yeah. never been a better time Here's what they to added. get into Destiny. So, some of the enemies are red this time, <laughs> and... <laughs> They glow. They glow. Oh God! No, there there is a Mad Max style like amazing. Yeah, the raid. The raid tank. is good. Just make raids. The raid is very good. Just yeah, keep they making just, raids. I'd be totally cool with them spending two years and making Institute, a raid. Institute matching and raids. That's all I want from Destiny Two. Anyway, I want to talk about my game. Super hot. Super hot. Super, Super hot. hot. Super hot. I. Uh, Griffin talked earlier about like new experiences in games and like I would go to the mat for the mechanic of super hot, yeah. which is so genius that it basically carries the entire game. And it's just this. And it's it's one of those things that's easier to see in action than actually try. But it's basically this time slows to a crawl unless you are moving. So like. It's sort of the the best way I can describe it is like if if a bullet ballet sort of like John Woo style thing, th- what you don't think about is the speed at which the person has to be thinking in order to pull off this the stuff in those. And what this does is instead of slowing down the action, it slows down the things between the action to let you actually like think through a situation that you by all rights should not be able to think through. So you like have the time to, oh, there's something on the ground that I could grab. There's a there's a gun coming at me. I could grab that and throw it at a person and then turn around and I'm gonna shoot the guy behind me and then I'm gonna catch his gun in midair and then shoot the guy behind me. 
it's really, 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 and it's so simplistic graphically. Uh, although it does that, it definitely like it that belies a, a, a definite like perspective on, on its aesthetics, and it is trying to get something across to those, but it never lets it get in the way of this like core experience, which is when it works is so thrilling and so yeah. sort of exciting. It makes you feel like what it must be like to be a speedrunner who knows a game inside and out except it sort of gives you uh, a leg up into that that sort of that insight without actually you know investing the time that that it's basically like you are john wick sure yeah you have the reflexes of john wick and you compare that to like uh, we're going to talk about it later obviously because it's going to be i think very high up on our list doom doom you do amazing things and you're you feel like a god and it feels cool and super but if there was a camera in the corner of the room looking down at you you'd look like a dumbass yeah you'd essentially <laughs> like you'd be bouncing around like an idiot shooting rockets missing half your shots feeling like a dumbass and super hot even though it's taking place at a very slow pace when you're not moving effectively the actions that you are making are so precise and so badass that like it really like it makes you feel like john wick and you and also you mentioned the simplistic aesthetic that is true, but it also has the best death animations of any game, which is to say, they just go. They just shatter. Yeah. That is good shit. Justin, did you get to play it in VR? I have not. So How is that? I, I honestly have not played it. I just read uh, one of our writers, Addy, uh, says it's the best thing in VR. Damn, I thought um, that would be hot. It, it I, I feels like it was designed for it from yeah. the beginning because so much of the story is about, like, I, it's not a spoiler to say what happens to you in VR, is it? I don't think so. It's I mean, like, I, I believe it's early in the game, but there's a moment where you essentially, uh, fast forward 15 seconds, uh, kill yourself while you're playing the game in VR, which felt like it was like, Oh, this is what the game was made for. Yeah, and sure. then they shipped it ahead of time because Oculus Touch got bumped however many months. Um, and there's like all of this VR language in it. So I I just got the touch controllers. I'm I'm super excited to replay this game because Is it on Vive as well or is it just Rift? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm I'm my guess is it would be on Vive unless Oculus paid for some timed exclusive stuff, but it feels it feels great on with a mouse and keyboard or controller, but it it really does feel like it was designed for VR, especially because since you move so slowly, it feels like an answer to that kind of problem with so many other uh, like twitch shooters when you throw them in VR. It's so rare anymore that I'm sad when a game ends. A lot of times I'm like, oh cool, I've had that experience. I want to move on. Like Super Hot is the first one where I thought like I could play another like twice as long of this and still be way 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 deep. In, I felt into that these about mechanics. so many like indie games like this this year. I was like, oh man, I wish this was fucking fifteen <laughs> hours longer. And I played a lot of games this year. I was like, wow, I wish this was fifteen hours shorter. I wish I could have taken fifteen hours <laughs> off this game and added it to fucking Quadrilateral Cowboy. Uh. Uh, Chris Plant, battle. Uh, let's hear about your game. <coughs> Talking Whatever about big game games, <laughs> I spoiled the first half of it. Now you get to reveal the thrilling Battleborn. Battle. Battleborn. Oh my gosh, that's sad. <laughs> um, Battlefield One. Uh, I I love uh, flashy blockbuster shooters, and I think this one was the best one of the year. Uh, it's Battlefield, but in World War One, and the story actually works, and the multiplayer works. Basically, they they were like. Hey, 
let's make a Battlefield game, but it works when you buy it. Uh, which was a real it's a fun idea it's a fun proposition yeah it's a great idea um and i think what i really dig about it too is i I just can't compete in the twitchy shooters anymore and everything about it is slower um it feels like the early battlefield games and that means like because it's world war one the planes like kind of sputter across the sky and you actually have a chance to aim uh, this is is the best plane it's the best like flight this franchise is has ever like they're on some crimson sky shit like i love yeah it feels great the, yeah. the flying chapter of the campaign was like my favorite also i am sure it drove uh lots of people crazy i think arthur called it out in y'all's review but it is so generous to snipers and i never really loved that class that much and i totally fell head over heels for playing sniper uh in battlefield one from the beginning i mean even without a fancy scope, you just feel like a hotshot who uses rinky-dink rifles to pick people off from hundreds of yards away. Um, and it adds like a, a novel thing of being able to adjust your range on, on even elementary rifles. It just feels like there's so many tiny details in every moment uh, that feels so fresh. And I, I mean, Fresh mentioned Infinite Warfare. And it was really a struggle for me to go back to that game after playing Battlefield where it feels like I'm in in these giant realistic spaces where I'm like always having to figure out what is and isn't cover. I'm, you know, hiding in one building knowing that it will be torn down and I'm using all these vehicles for different purposes at different scenarios. And then to go back to COD, which is like static walls inside, it feels like generic paintball. Yeah, Um, one of the things that I think first-person shooters, like, campaigns have to do nowadays is have these, like, big set pieces that that feel really unique and, and custom. Like, stuff you're not going to come across in, like, a multiplayer-type uh, situation. But, like, Battlefield 1 has a couple where it's uh, you assume you're about to watch a cutscene because there's, like, no way that I'm <laughs> about to get onto a blimp that is Fuck. destroying itself and, like fight my way through a collapsing blimp that's not gonna happen right or the no. fucking bird little oh little yeah, bird. yeah yeah for sure like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, there's no way you're gonna make me fi- be a carrier pigeon right no 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 you're the carrier <laughs> no, pigeon definitely. too i like so, I, they so totally figured it out in terms of their single player campaigns have always been weak everybody's always loved their multiplayer uh for being big and ha- being having these destructive environments and having all these vehicles and they finally just figured out like oh just do that for single player just giant maps and yeah. each each mini campaign is its own emphasis on a vehicle that you're going to use in multiplayer you feel better trained when you do hop in multiplayer and it it hits all those same strong notes that for whatever reason the campaigns just refuse to acknowledge in the past the mini campaigns is brilliant by the way like what yeah. a yes. what a brilliant smart like well, it's of- funny because they basically are admitting, like, yeah, we can't make a compelling story <laughs> about one character for ten hours. Well, that's so a, that's a just- huge that's a huge ask, right? Oh, one hundred percent. But it's not. 100%. I don't even really think about it like a like a cop out because by no, doing this, they were able to like negative. showcase the different theaters of war. They were sh- able to showcase like uh, different different s- stories of of uh, you know what what it was like to fight in those different theaters. Uh, each one was based around like different gameplay mechanics. Like, yeah. It's really brilliant. smart to get you I, and it, and it invested matched, in, for the multiplayer to get yeah. you trained up. Right, it matched multiplayer gameplay, which they haven't done. Well, campaign battlefield campaigns have been universally bad until this one. Yeah, 
And, fi- and the big one, the b- big reason they're usually bad is because the gameplay is like stupid and does not match the gameplay of multiplayer. And here, in addition to being like good story and like good writing and stuff like that and visually amazing, you're doing the things that you will be doing in multiplayer with the level of like same controls, same accuracy required, stuff like that. So suddenly in multiplayer, I mean, it's easier, obviously, in the campaign, but still you feel trained up. It also had great. It also had some of the tightest stealth mechanics of any yeah. game I played this year. And I say that playing Dishonored 2 right now. Like it had some it actually had some really like I found it totally doable to sneak through the missions that you had to like that you had the option to sneak through using a fairly yeah. limited like tool set but like the the feedback that you get and the the like way that the ui handles stealth like it was good i i want to hit one mission really quick before we like decide on this but there is that uh, there's a mission where you are going through i think it's you're somewhere in france and it's the under the cover of night you're going up into these windmills climbing to the top oh yeah grabbing a sniper rifle and picking off a few people then moving to the next area climbing the windmill doing that and on the third windmill or so, and I'm sure this happens to everybody because they've designed it for this to work, you fire the weapon, it alerts the guards, and a tank or a mortar weapon turns and aims and fires directly into your station in the windmill and brings it down on top of you. And it was such a great moment of playing with your expectations of, again, static architecture in these types mm-hmm. of games where it's like, yeah. oh, well, I go up here and like, they shoot at me and I have the advantage. Not like, oh, any building I'm in is fragile and could be used to essentially kill me. No, yeah. that's, what I, th- that's what I call a battlefield moment. <laughs> the, the thing I would say, yeah. the only thing that I found frustrating for the multiplayer, even though I think it is well designed, is the, this move, and this is consistent across almost all games except for maybe Titanfall, which has moved in the other direction. This move towards more players equals better I think Battlefield multiplayer gameplay has gotten worse the more players they've added to it personally because you you get the impression that your level of impact is pretty minimal in comparison to the overall map. So if you're one of 32 players on your team, the level that you can like turn the tide of battle is pretty limited whereas if you were one of 12 uh, your squad made up like a third of the entire team, so you could really make yeah, a difference. Yeah, th- that's why I played Rush almost exclusively. Yeah, like it felt Rush, like Rush is more focused. And, yeah, and better. But I miss Con- Conquest. Is like by far my favorite mode because it allows you that level of freedom. But you would just run into these moments where it's like, oh, here's 16 people at this base sure. and 16 people at this base, and it's just like very frustrating. All right, Boyos, round one. What's the winner? Okay. I mean, it's Overwatch, right? I uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I think we I all really, really like our activities other than Overwatch. I, I like uh, mechanics. I think they're all really good games. Yeah, like they're, they're, but, yeah, they're all really interesting. I, I just think that like Overwatch is sort of undeniable. Yeah, in this, it's, in this it is crew. it is the best game in its genre, <laughs> and it's it's it is masterfully made, and that's kind of hard to. And we should also say, like, everything that we're deciding here is actually very scientific and yeah, 100% sure. accurate and right. We, so if you happen to disagree, it turns out you're actually wrong. We should yeah. also put down our blanket, um, this is not Polygon's game of the year. <laughs> no, it isn't. It isn't. <laughs> it's a, that's a separate thing. It's really no one's game of the year. <laughs> yeah, hopefully this is self-evident <laughs> at this point. Uh, <sighs> round two, who wants to start this time? Because I don't. Um, I'll start. I'll start. Oh, go ahead, Russ. Okay. You have a My round two game. Oh, game. Jesus. I caught a lot of shit 
for adding this. Yeah, I wonder why. Caught a lot of shingles? Is that what you said? I caught a lot of shingles in my eye, ruffles potato chips in my eye, for picking this game. Uh, and that game is Pokemon Go. I support you. I, think I this support is a great the inclusion. shingles. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, this is a fantastic game. Okay, so here's, here's what I'm going to say about Pokemon Go. As a game, if you were playing this game without the Pokemon franchise... I'm going to assume, I'm gonna assume like, you're doing air quotes every time you say game. Go on. <laughs> just as an experience that you're playing on your phone, um, it's not a very good game. Mm-mm. It's okay. What? It's, it's, it's yeah. not very good. Um, but there is... There's something to be said for, and the way I remember, like, the memorable moments in my life of playing video games are these memories that I have of playing that game and what that game caused me to feel and and do while I was playing it. And I have very vivid memories of playing Pokemon Go, whether it's running around Bryant Park because there's a rash of Growlithe appearing, whether it's having a, a minor spat with my wife and then us making up and going out and catching a Chansey in the middle of Forest Hills, Queens. There are, like, these moments that you have, like, the fact that I could walk into a park, and I realize you guys, all three of you, live in the sticks, so Pokemon Go is not, unfortunately, playable where you guys live. (laughs) Uh, Even though you live in Austin, Texas, which is, quote, a city. Um, Oh, wow. It really just was not (laughs) really designed to work super well in anything apart from like new york or london or san francisco but the level at which like the entire our society was changed by pokemon go for a month it wasn't long it was a month is it was by far the most impactful game i would say of the last 30 years (laughs) in terms of how much it changed the way society worked for a brief period of time. It, I, in a bad way, right? You're yeah, saying it's like it, it was not in a great way. Like how 14th century Europe was affected by the bubonic plague. Like not, it, was it wasn't in a great way, but it, I think in a fascinating way, this and is, in a way that like brought people together, which is I think a really good thing. Russ mentioned this game in terms of its societal impact, and I feel like that so that makes it a fair uh, metric by which to judge it. Um, I personally think that what Pokemon Go represents is a bad thing for society. Since he is saying it that way, I'm I'm going to address it that way. Is a it it's bad. I watched like and th- and this is not to 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 cast shade on anybody because God knows I've I've done some unhealthy things uh regarding my phone. But like we were in Boston to do a live <laughs> show there and I watched my brothers, my dear brothers and my beloved sister in law like walk past places where like America was founded basically <laughs> yeah. to like get a Clefairy. And it's like, I, I appreciate that it got some people out of their houses. The fact that you need Pokemon to get you out of your house kind of depresses me a little bit. And I realize how Jack Thompson I'm saying I'm sounding so please with me. <laughs> but like when you're out in the world, the world's great. Like I don't yeah. feel like it's healthy to have this added layer of like, but what if there was Pokemon? There aren't. So, like, that. Please, like, look at the shit that is real and around you. Like, please, it's so rare for anybody to be outside their house. Like, can we just? Try but it's to a. It's a. Yeah, I, I want to hop there. on that because that I think that's like bad. <laughs> like, like you talk about like walking around Boston, right? Like. People walk around Boston all day, every day, ignoring that stuff. And like yeah. this was, but they, they live there. Like, the they live there. They're not there no, for but I'm saying, if, yeah. But if you go to Boston, like 
come on. Like, no, it's not like you're walking around being like, oh, they, and then let's take five minutes to really ponder on, on this uh, piece of it's, it's the founding of It's just as an example, nation. they weren't talking to people. They weren't interacting with the world around them. They were like... We were talking, we were I like, dude, I just got a Raichu. Did you get that Raichu? Yeah, yeah I got I, that Raichu tight. I had a totally opposite experience in that, like, when I was in New York for work and I was playing this game, there were so many yeah. um, historical things I had no idea about areas that i lived for 10 years i think, and, I think and on top of that i talked it, to so many people yeah. I, I i was yelling at new york times employees while i was taking over their gym <laughs> it's disingenuous to say that this was an antisocial experience it was the opposite and that was like that was the cool thing that it pulled off my beef is not like that it it distracts you from the real world or whatever because i i god i walked around parts of Boston i've never been to before and it was just to, to play this game and you can say like oh well you weren't looking at this that's fine i wasn't looking at the stuff maybe i wasn't stopping to smell the bushes but like i was in places i've never been before and it was because of this game my beef is that it could have been fucking incredible it could have been a fucking incredible game yeah, imagine if it was, pokemon it, go had been fun if it, if, it had been, if it had been fucking pokemon in any other sense no. like if it no don't you cannot you can't i tried to beat one gym and i did it and i was like this fucking this gameplay fucking sucks if i had four moves that i could customize and then go out and do battle with these pokemon that i catch i would play this game for the rest of my life it would be my game of the year hands down but it's not it fucking yeah, no. sucks I, I i okay so i fully acknowledge the game especially the gym stuff is like really Awful. not good but I would say that the simplicity of the rest of the game is why it became the thing that it became, which is to say it did not require you to know anything about Pokemon. You There was like yeah. a very minimal amount of anything. Like you just need to know, oh, I have enough Pokeballs to throw Pokeballs at Clefairy. This is not a one-for-one -one comparison, but it, it reminds me so much of Wii Sports in that way. And that like, yeah, yeah Wii Sports could have been a great bowling and tennis game, but it, it worked for what it was and it became like, a thing because of its simplicity and because of its gimmick and it like just completely consumed society Wii Sports was hands down a better designed game it um, had, so it doesn't it quite work I, I think game. God, yeah. go ahead I'm, ju I'm just grousing I, 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 I can't like sit here and say oh I didn't I, I, this game's stupid because I played it like I did I did play it but I, I'll never forget the first time I finally hit the level that you needed to be to challenge a gym, and I finally had a Pokemon uh, that the, the leveling mechanic is also straight dookie. Yeah, it's, um, it's bullshit. The fact that you like sit there and have to like destroy Pidgeys to get candy <laughs> is like some straight up like year one vanilla destiny bullshit and it's um, still in and it's still there it's, it's still the only way to do it but i'll yeah. remember like i did it i put in the work because i wanted to get to that next gameplay layer and i'll never forget the first time i play, fought a gym and i was like this is seriously it this is it yeah like this is th this is th it, it was so heartbreaking the weirdest thing about that it is how that easy bad. it would be for it to be like normal pokemon it's like pokemon the the basics of a Pokemon game essentially are like a graphing calculator yes. strategy game. Like it's it rock paper scissors scissors two scissors three scissors. Like there's there's eighteen different types of instruments, and which one's better against the other? There's there's obviously more yeah. complexity than that, but like not a whole lot more. Not more than 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 there was for this. And I would argue that the way that they handle battles in this game is actually more complex because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> you got to hold down to use the superpower. Tell me that. Tell me fucking anything. 
I I want to apologize for my grouchiness earlier. I think I was just butthurt that everybody finally got into geocaching. And, <laughs> but, yeah, and, that was the other thing I was getting, thinking. They what were are getting you talking about fake Pokemon uh, instead of uh, like real buttons, re, like re, like an eraser. Like at least at the end of geocaching, <laughs> sometimes you get an eraser. Sure, Justin, do you want to talk about Stabby Stabby? Oh yeah, Dishonored Two. I'm playing currently. I we full disclosure have not completed this video game. It was released fairly recently uh but i'm most of the way through it um it's really it's really good (laughs) and it's and it's really it's it's really like interesting because i've never been one who's like crazy about stealth games i've always found it really frustrating to have something go sloppily and not just like redo it and try to do it perfectly like I've, i've always been frustrated by the moment in metal gear games where your stealth thing for 20 minutes and then you know right at the most inopportune moment you get seen and the whole thing like collapses around you snake um yeah snake snake Uh, but but, uh in dishonored it's really different because when you when things collapse around you if you're ready for it like the game can morph into a different sort of experience and it's like it's it's okay with that. Like you're it feels it doesn't feel like you're betraying the core concept of the game. It just feels like that you're you're you have to evolve uh, the way you play. Um, one of the things that's like really I, I'll give a good example of Dishonored. Uh, one of, one of the things that's really interesting about that for me is like in uh, you you can grab people to choke them out, but when you do, if there's somebody else that has spotted you. And you're trying to get through the game without being killed. They Can will, you just pretend like you're just hugging them? No, they will kill the person you're holding to get to you. Yeah. So it's cool. like you have to weigh like, well, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think I can choke this person out before the person comes to kill them. And I'm really <laughs> trying to avoid people getting killed here because a, it affects a, the another overall game. Another invaluable thing it adds is you can uh, parry enemies with like a good uh, with good block timing. Um, and in a lot of games you do that and then you can execute like a instant kill. Yeah. And Dishonored 2, you can execute a, a choking grab from that. Yeah. So if you get spotted, your options are no longer, you know, shoot them with a sleep dart or use some power to knock them out or run away. You can fight them and you have a and non- return back to stealth. You have a non-lethal option in melee combat, which is something yeah, that it's, it's was sorely amazing. missing in Dishonored 1. It feels like Metal Gear in that way. I think Metal Gear kind of had, uh, what the last one, uh, whatever it was, five. five, yeah, had like that level of like versatility as well um i've full disclosure so i i was i love the first dishonored and i love stealth games it's probably my favorite genre and i was dying dying to play this game and it literally came out when my eyes started failing and i was like struggling to like squint through the disease to see what was going on anyway i spent yesterday as my eyes started to return to somewhat humanity uh, I, I spent like probably a half hour just playing the tutorial and like the opening cutscene, And what I want to just say is, and this was consistent with the last game, but this one, it seems even more so. Holy shit. The art design in this game is so it, fucking Nobody's bonkers. doing anything like it. Yeah, And you can finally yeah. see it in this version. Like, I yeah. think the last one looked muddy. Like, it was great art design that was... Like it was yeah, I think it was Vaseline. limited by the technology, the last one. And this is like, oh, we're going to go nuts. We're going to have like carved flower pillars yeah that throne room again i've only played the first half hour but that throne room is like a feat and then the robots that they've designed like oh my god yeah and the and the 
the other thing that's so interesting about Dishonored that I, I don't think any game can touch uh, is the versatility you have with which you can approach different uh, challenges, different problems. I mean, like you, you, there's a wall of light you have to get past. So maybe you, uh, you know, stride right through and tear crap up and kill everybody. That's an option. Maybe, uh, or like there's a windmill back away from a little bit that has a tank in it. But if you pull the tank, somebody's going to notice and they're going to come investigate it. So maybe you want to take it that way. Also, there's a gate a, a, a tiny grate that you can like transform into a rat and go through. They have this great, uh, if you're playing as um, Emily, you can play as either Emily or Corvo uh, from the first game. Uh, Emily, and I, I haven't played as Corvo, so I don't I don't know how his abilities have evolved, but uh, Emily has this great thing where you basically turn into uh, the darkness. <laughs> from the darkness <laughs> yeah. is the best the way I can describe it. You're just like a shadow that's crawling on the ground and making terrifying noises. And like you can uh, 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 take people out silently that way by like pulling them down and just like taking over their conscience or whatever. But you can also use that to get into tight spots and small places you couldn't go before. And and the level of with which they have expected you to do this and like constructed these things that you may not even notice. Like there's one segment I, I just played yesterday in a level that has this great mechanic that is bizarrely in another game we're going to talk about, and I don't think we should talk about no, it. No, let's not spoil it. One. But um, th- there was a, a, a great ga- a moment where these guards were in a room and they, they were having a conversation about where to hide a silver ingot that they had stolen. And you could basically use that as an opportunity, like because they were distracted by that, that world was happening and it felt like you were really in it. So you could wait until they were done hiding the ingot and they'd, they'd take the, off. Or the like, barks like that are crazy, like good where you're just like going down a street and you see this guard around the corner and you hear him think like was it just a kiss or did it mean something more like talk like giving that much character to just like bags of blood (laughs) that you're gonna it is almost a problem for me with the uh the mounds and mounds and mounds of text throughout the world uh and that i i i just consume all of it and i want to play the game um and I feel like I can't sometimes because I have to do this. Stuff. Yeah, I have to read through everything. I do want to. I want to have like one small, and this is a totally unfair complaint. Um, but do you remember in that uh, how Assassin's Creed used to have that thing where it would rate you after a mission? Yeah, yeah. Sure. And be like, oh, you're bad, and you'd be like, well, okay, cool. The game's not fun. Um, <laughs> it <laughs> the, the, there's a little bit of that in Dishonored for me with the whole. Are you playing chaos versus good or yeah, whatever? Peaceful, I, whatever. Yeah. Because I feel like I can't. You talked about how like oh well, once things go sour, you can just start like wrecking shit, and it can be fun in a different way, which is how I love uh, modern stealth games. But I I feel so pressured to play it in the true stealth grapple way. Like I keep thinking, oh well, that's how the game is designed, so I should play towards that. And I'm having to cut that out of my head um and just let myself like have fun uh and i wish i just wish that wasn't there i think the logic of it i think the reason it's there the reason it's telling you that is because unlike a lot of games where like you yes you can do either stealth or you can do action um the impact at least in the first game again i've only spent an hour or so with this new one but at least in the first game the impact of going non-lethal versus lethal had a lot of 
gameplay and story impact yeah um where like the final mission was completely different that's that's true uh, here as well that's right so what i'm saying is i think you need to have an indicator especially to players that like aren't super nerds that played the first one or read about the game a ton to tell them hey things are getting worse and worse and how that's sort of why that's happening yeah i think like telling people oh you just killed a ton of people now things are really bad and the story has changed i don't feel like it forces you into what I, I guess what for me what I'm saying is like when I, when when something breaks bad for me it's really easy and dishonored to peel out of a situation and let it chill out and then figure out how you're going to approach it in a more stealthy way like you, it doesn't need to turn into a bloodbath for yeah. you, for the situation to evolve like it doesn't take a lot for these guys to forget that a living shadow just stood up in front of them and tried to stab them and didn't. Yeah. And then left. Like they forget that pretty quickly. Um, I have, a, I have a couple of issues with the game. My first being that um, I think it's just as elegant as the first one, but I feel like uh, the enemies for some reason in this game can have magic eyes that can see through fucking space and time. Like I've been spotted by enemies from a, a hundred yards away and like kicked off a chase. And it wasn't like I ran up and tried to shoot their buddy with a pistol. It was like I was in the opposite end of a courtyard and they, I, I just feel like that, that, that I, I've gotten spotted. What difficulty are you on? Uh, just normal, normal difficulty. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I all my main problem with the game is I feel like the the um, upgrade economy of the game is a little bit off. I feel like I'm on I'm near the end. I think I'm on the last mission, and for about half the game now, um, I saved up like twenty runes because I, I I reached a, I'm playing as Emily, and I reached a point where like there were no more upgrades that suited my playstyle even a little bit, and so I put all my runes into uh, the bone charm crafting, which is a new thing in this game where you can make these um, passive upgrades for yourself. I think that system's kind of unsatisfying because, like, oh, it's almost it's almost really every bad. bone charm I find is like you can kill people and eat their bones to get more mana. It's like, well, I'm not going to do that. And so you can like break them down to build new ones, but you can only build new ones using the traits of the ones that you broke down. So it's like that system's yeah. not especially great. And it basically culminated in me saving up like 25 runes. I'm on the last mission. I was like, well, I might as well spend them. And so I put them all into bone crafting, and like it unlocks a perk where you can put traits on multiple runes and like stack them. So now I have this trait where like every time I shoot somebody with a sleep dart, I can recover it off their corpse. Whoa, so that cool. makes the game pretty trivial. Like <laughs> that, that that stuff is just like it's cool that they give you this much um, freedom, but like I just I still don't think they nailed it. I still don't think they crushed it like there there are some things that i want to be able to do with these powers that like i don't think the game necessarily lets lets me do um and i and and i think that might just be a complaint that works with the the playing through stealthily because i think there's a lot of badass upgrades for if you want to go through and set up these like um beautiful chain reaction kills uh, I just don't think you have that many options when it comes. Yeah, to... it's it's weird because on the one hand, it's encouraging you with the stuff you guys were talking about to play in either like a lethal or non-lethal kind of way, but from a mechanical perspective, it doesn't seem to be rewarding you in that way. Like there's a, like most of the powers are not something that like I want to use in a non-lethal stealthy kind of playthrough like i don't i don't need to like for instance there's a um there's a a, you can make a duplicate of yourself that will run around and distract people 
that's fine. Except like, I don't really want everybody to. Be, I want the guards. I don't want to be everybody getting supposed to be, and I don't want everybody on high alert roaming around. Almost every, almost everything harder. you get, like you get new special crossbow bolts, and it's like this one will make them run away in fear. Like I don't want to fucking do that. <laughs> Shoot them with this one, and it won't knock them out, but it'll blind them for a second. Okay, but they're I, gonna be I, super I pissed like, off when that's over with. Yeah, I mean, it's true that it doesn't necessarily match your play style, but having seen, I don't know if you guys have watched these YouTube videos oh, dude, of like yeah. insane. I've never seen like playthrough. You're talking about speed runs earlier. These crazy, insane, complex speed runs are the first Dishonored, and they use all of these tools in like really interesting ways. So I kind of, even though it doesn't match my normal gameplay play style, I like that they're in there because it opens the floodgates for like these crazy like skill players. Yeah, I'm. Ju- I'm just saying like I've been doing the same stuff with Emily now for five or six missions which is like yeah, yeah spider-man exactly. slaying up right. to the, a high point domino some people together shoot one of them with a sleep dart or jump down and knock them out with an instant ko repeat 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 yeah, repeat, yeah. repeat um and i like i still like it it's still f- fun to do i just i wish i wish there was just a just a little bit more yeah it'd be cool if there was like um like similar to doom where it encouraged you to do different things with different powers yeah to like unlock stuff would be like a neat addition anyway uh we should move on chris you want to go or should i um, sure, I'll go. And we can save something real nice for. The I'm end. dying to hear about this because I would. I, yeah, I have. I know yeah. I haven't played this at all. Uh, Justin, I'm actually was planning on literally just selling this to you because I feel like this is a game uh, for you in a lot of ways. So uh, my game is Watch Dogs Two, uh, which might surprise you because Watch Dogs One was awful. Poopy. Um, Big poopy. It was real bad. Uh, Watch Dogs Two is a puzzle game uh, in an open world is pretty much the a best way I can cat? describe it. <laughs> talking cat starring Kevin Spacey. Um, so, yeah, what they did was they, they had two ideas. They said, okay, we can make a traditional open world game that's like GTA with generic shooting, uh, but if people want to play it uh, as a puzzle game, they can. So all the missions, you have, you have an RC little uh, car, and it can hop and make noise and... Uh, do all sorts of other hacking things and you have a flying drone that has similar capabilities and you go to the location and at first i was terrible because you are essentially made of glass and i went in and played it like gta and just got wrecked um and then i talked to uh my pal andrew webster and he said don't never go into buildings don't even enter like the premises uh, just stay outside and use your little car and your little plane and see what you can pull off. And what I realized was they essentially built these places as these giant stealth puzzles uh, that you can crack by using these two different tools. And some of them, I mean, are just outright explicitly puzzles. Like uh, if you try to hack this, there's one mission that's a giant data center uh, down by where the giant stadium is. Uh, side note: the version of giant San Francisco stadium. is really, really, really pretty, um, and like kind of feels recognizable enough if you've been to San Francisco a few times. It's pretty close. Yeah, it's, it's not exactly like street for street or anything. It's surprisingly close. It's much better than uh, the original Watch Dogs version of Chicago that had a port. Oh. Um, but you, 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 you could break in and go into this like goofy uh, tech campus. Or you can fly up your drone, hack through a window, and then the entire exterior of the building becomes a wire puzzle that you are uh, essentially adjusting and moving the pieces by hacking them 
to solve this puzzle that is built onto the side of the building. Um, it, it's just really smart and charming. Um, the other thing I'll say, and this is where I think you'll get on board, Hoops, is they just ripped off Saints Row outright in terms oh, of yeah. the script and the characters. Tone. I mean, yeah. it is... They clearly took Saints Row 3 and 4 and said, okay, what works here? From just having interesting uh, characters that are likable to uh, kind of this like socially progressive kick uh, in terms of what they're trying to say with the characters to long, very long conversations about aliens versus predator and like the the tiniest details of what makes that franchise work and not work um it's just really really it's a really likable game and uh griffin talked about like how he prefers you know this finite experience where you know that you can blast through it my favorite games these days are these worlds where i just like being there they just bring me joy being in that space and this is it's the opposite of GTA, and like it just doesn't feel all that cynical. It yeah, feels I wanted like... to ask how much because I feel like I've seen some stuff. Uh, Nick posted some video of, or somebody posted some video of like taking a selfie with some people in the background, and the people in the background like give you the feeling like, "Hey, fuck you, man!" And I saw that, and I got worried that it was just like more of this like. Yeah, I mean... Super shitty, like, everybody in this world is a fucking vapid piece of shit, man. Get it? Ah. Like, yeah. yeah thanks, thanks, Banksy. Yeah, I get I get it. <laughs> I haven't got a whole lot of that. I mean, there's... Don't get me wrong. Like, the missions are still goofy. Like, there's a Martin Scarelli mission. There's all... They're clearly trying to lampoon Silicon Valley culture. But it comes... It, it just isn't so aggressively mean and like entitled almost as as GTA. There's not a mission um, where you fucking kill the founder of Facebook with a phone bomb. No, there's nothing like that. It, the, the, I will say the one really weird thing is you are this like goofy hacktivist, and then you have the ability to just murder pull out normal hundreds guns, and hundreds of people, and just wholesale murder people. And it yeah. did require like. Uh, cognitive disconnect of okay. is there ever a moment where they're like and here's a gun um no you just have one from the beginning i mean you have a stun gun i think phil mentioned it in y'all's review but it would have been so great if they just said okay all the bullets are stun bullets they're the exact same guns but because there's like not yeah. blood or anything right um it, it, but you it, can't you can't carry that through when like you can make a car explode or something like like yeah, I mean, that, that's the only thing. That the explosions would be, like, the catch. But they even sell a... There's stun explosions. They actually have that. That's in the game. Okay. Like, there, there is a stun gun grenade launcher. So well, like, Let me ask you, Plant, uh, again, this is another game that I wanted to play, and then my eyes gave out, so I played an hour last night just to sort yeah. of, like, introduce myself. How much of the game is mr robot to a t i mean mr robot was also like ripping off a million other things i don't no, know like, you're right i wouldn't like, be too this... generous to mr robot um i a little bit it, it's just it i would say it's nothing like mr robot in that like it has a soul and is fun sure um yes like it, it just doesn't live in like oh i'm and i'm an Dreary, addict um yeah, yeah. I, I i the other thing i would say is i was talking to megan about this and she was like i i couldn't really get into it because i played it like gta i did a couple missions and then i wanted to amble around the world and there wasn't that much and it is a game where 
the entire point is your capabilities, like your these superpowers that you get essentially as a hacker. Get, yeah. And not having those makes the game suffer. So like you do have to commit to unlocking different things um, before the game really starts to kick into gear. But I think the first missions are enjoyable enough and it like it hands out the points that you need to buy those things. Like, I mean, Halloween candy, like you are rarely for want. Um, I I died in that tutorial um, stealth sequence in the beginning and I couldn't tell if it was because I could barely see or I was just really bad. I I I died like 12 times. I I, I died and then I uh, had to replay it because I switched my PlayStation 4 to PS4 Pro and lost my save files. Um, But when I did that, that, when I went back the second time, I just think I had an idea of how to play the, the version of stealth. Like I said... It, it doesn't play the same way as Dishonored or like even what uh what is it Metal Gear 5 it has its own feel stealth wise and once I kind of like clicked with it it started to be really enjoyable yeah um yeah I mean it, it, it is is it my favorite game of the year no but is it like one of the better open world games this year yeah I think so by far um I'd like to talk about my actual game of the year Get it. Uh, which is, I don't think going to win the besties, so I think I'm on a nice streak for this. It could. In the vein of, in the vein of Undertale, I would like to uh, present <laughs> for the approval of the Midnight Society. Uh, Stardew Valley is my is my game favorite game that was released this year. It is uh, a game in the uh, style of a few uh, life sim games, but the uh, I think the core inspiration here is Harvest Moon. Um, and the reason why uh, Stardew Valley is so special uh, is, well, I mean, it's a fucking exceptionally made game, but also um, it was made mostly by a, a single person, uh, Eric Barone, uh, who operates under the title, uh, the, the developer named Concerned Ape. Um, and this, this person took a look at this genre of games that uh, the, the Harvest Moon series has gotten progressively worse and worse and worse, uh, uh, which is something that he has said. And I agree with uh, because I still buy those things. Uh, I bought the last couple on 3DS and they're just getting worse and worse. Um, and so he took a look at this genre and said, like, well, this sucks. Uh, I bet I could do it better. And then went out and made, like, hands down the best game that this admittedly pretty niche genre has has ever seen by a fucking country mile like it is a harvest moon game without these um like abstract mechanics that you have to like read three different you have to cross-reference three different game facts guides to understand like soil health uh and stuff like that uh it is a uh, a really good looking game it is a, a well-written game which is something that it has hands and and uh are, you know heads and shoulders above above any other game in this series. Um, and it, it's also just like a really, really deep game that, uh, you know, it has all that Harvest Moon-like customization and uh, farming, and it has the this like ironclad progression loop of, you know, raising some crops and then selling those crops to get new things for, for your enormous farm that you can customize. But it also incorporates some more modern like advances. Like there's sort of RPG mechanics where you have skills that uh, also level up that unlocks uh, new things. Um, it's also just like, it is the most chill game released this year. 
Um, and like, I, it, this is my type of genre, like the life sim genre. Like I love games like Animal Crossing uh, New Leaf, which I am now also playing again because it has that <laughs> Amiibo update, which high honorable mention. Um, it, it is a game that you can just kind of like get into and just like, it's just nice and it's just chill. And while it is being nice and chill, it is also like really, really compelling because today I'm going to play it and I'm going to like go mining and get some ore to upgrade my axe that I can use to finish clearing out my farm. Like to, to this is, this is, I know it's not everybody's cup of tea. It is exactly my cup of tea. Like games, games like this are my favorite games, games that you can just kind of get lost in um, and sort of make your, make your mark uh, yeah. on the world and like stardew valley is is it's the best harvest moon game and it's one of the best like life sim games In, just just yeah. ever made it's also like it's an incredible feat that one guy and they also he also just released a uh, an update uh to the game that adds like a bunch of different farm layouts and new quests and a bunch of new buildings and a bunch of new like uh animals and recipes and like all kinds of new stuff like just this one guy took a look at this genre said this genre sucks now and then, like, made the best thing that this genre has ever, ever, ever seen. And to me, that is like, that is spectacular. That is like, you know, what's the, weird to amazing. me is that, like, I, I, I agree with everything you said, like, totally, one hundred percent. the The biggest reason that I have not played as much Stardew Valley as I've wanted to play is one hundred percent the platform. Yeah, which is to say, this sort of game. Yeah is the opposite of the PC gaming experience to me. Yeah. I want to be sitting in a quiet library chair. Yeah, sure. Like in a handheld. And this isn't his fault. Like I'm not looking for him to launch on his own of whatever video right. release. It's, a, it's one dude like that going through different yeah. cert processes is, is, is insane. Although it was published by uh, Chucklefish who also did, oh God, what was the star, like star Terraria, space Terraria. Oh. Terraria? No, 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 no. Oh, it was the one. I know what you're talking about yeah. the space one. Fuck, that game yeah. is so good. I also spent a lot of time playing. That's that another game that like I would, I love I like um, what they're doing, but I would love to not play it on a PC. So it is like it is coming to over it is coming to consoles. It's coming to PS4 and Xbox One, I think. So like at least on PS4 we'll get that remote play. But like if I had this on 3DS, I'd never you'd never see me again. Griffin NX launch title. I mean, that'd be hot. That'd be yeah. hot You'd shit. lose your mind. Because um, I, I, I agree with you. Like, I, I am actually going to definitely purchase this game again when it comes out on PS4 yeah. and play it on, you know, remote play while I've got the baby asleep in the nursery. Like, you you know that's going to be my shit. Um, uh, yeah, that, that, that experience on a 3D. I mean, God, that's why I spent 200 hours playing Animal Crossing New Leaf is just because I could anywhere. Yeah. I, I, if I could, I, I, I played a, a pretty good chunk of Stardew Valley and the place where it sort of bumped for me and I, I'm not sure, uh, there's probably other people who, who are in the same boat. I, although like looking at feedback from people, I don't seem to be, but like you were talking about what a chill experience it is on, on a certain level. I totally get that. Um, but for me, so many of the systems were sort of so obtuse that I spent a lot of time feeling like I wasn't making the best use of whatever I had going on because there was just so much to, that you to could sort of do. absorb. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, I remember it, that we did a video together where I kind of had to walk you through the 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 loops of the game because there, there, is, there is like a time element to each day and yeah. there are seasons and when the seasons change, like if you have crops you haven't harvested they'll lose like yeah there there's a little bit of of, of stress to the game I'll, i concede that i just I, I feel like 
I I don't know what a good solution for this would be, but like I really want like I had to spend a lot of time while I was playing it like referring to to different guides and stuff like that just to figure out like what I was doing and how I should be using my time efficiently with the game and like maybe that goes back to the sort of player I am. I don't feel like I, I like I don't want to waste time doing the wrong thing and discover twenty hours later that like. I I messed something up or sure. like I, I I could have been making better use of it. Have you played Have that, you played Harvest Moon games before? Oh God, no. Okay, no, see that's no, the, no. I feel like there was an institutional <laughs> knowledge that this game maybe expected Perhaps, of yeah. you because like it's the same loops and it's the same priorities. Um, I mean, there's there's definitely more stuff. It's not like this is just like a clone, um, but like. I, I, you kind of know if you've played those games, like, okay, well, I need to upgrade my watering can so I don't waste as much energy. Like, yeah, that's yeah. that. That's it's like if you've never been on guts before, you wouldn't necessarily know how to climb the aggro crag. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't um, know yeah. what the aggro crag is. Yeah, right. right. You could assume based on the name, but you wouldn't know for sure. Plant, mm. you played a bunch of Starview Valley, right? Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I, I, I mean, honestly, I'm looking at the, the list of games that we have here, and it's probably my winner. Um, the only the only gripe I had was that uh, I just can't make time for it. Like, yeah. it, 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 and it, I think it, that's because of the platform. Yeah, I, I think it, I think it is partly the platform. I also I, it, this is such a stupid thing to say. It's too good. Like, um, some <laughs> games are like um, hard drugs for me, and yeah. it was one of those games that I. I think Steffi was out of town when I started playing it, and I did one of those uh, full weekend binges, and then realized like, oh, this is this connects to some deep part of me. And I, I Harvest Moon was my favorite game on SNES when I was a kid. Fuck yeah! And I think it was like not only is this like the best version of Harvest Moon, but it has like some nostalgic grip on my heart um, that if I let myself, I could like. It's like you said, this would be my only jam. Um, and I think I, I made it to, uh, I guess, I went through two full seasons, mm-hmm. and then, which is nothing compared to like a hardcore Stardew Valley player. But I, I kind of hit that point of like, okay, I know what this is. I really, really like this. I need to like make time to play other things. Yeah. Which I guess um, is only a compliment. Sure. But yeah, this is this is my game of the year, and I guess that's the end of this round. And it's it is, it's at, the only other thing I would vote for. I think is Dishonored two, and I I just I fucking loved Stardew Valley a lot yeah. more than that. Stardew Valley's so. mine. I would give it. Yeah, I don't. I would give it to Stardew Valley. I'm fine with that. Um, should we stop here? Wow, Griffin has already bolded the Stardew Valley. Didn't it doesn't matter. Yeah, Your vote basically might as in. well not exist. This isn't a voting show. We don't <laughs> vote on this show. It's about it's about conversations. It's about people growing Chris together. Grant yeah, sure. It's actually never, ever, ever been about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it just didn't. I don't know. I, I wish. I wish that I didn't. I, I wish that. Also, I had, co-op is coming to the game in an update next year. Like ugh. co-op Harvest I, Moon. Like fuck yes. I I I will I I will uh sort of side I'm 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 not going to fight Stardew Valley here but um I will sort of side with Plant in one regard a lot of the people who I saw were um who were really really into this game were talking about play hours in terms of like hundreds 
Like yeah. these terrifying, like I would get these terrifying updates from Justin, Dan Reichert and Justin. it's like, it's called Sim City Build It. Well, <laughs> How much I mean, fucking time fine. have you dropped? That, that's, that's dookie time. Like, <laughs> I don't need to be productive then. But, like, I see that and, like, anymore, I'm like, whoa, okay, well, I, you know what? Maybe, also, Destiny, maybe what are you I'm talking actually about? good. Yeah, exactly. Destiny's <laughs> fucking fun, though. Like, Destiny's really good. Yeah. It's good and fun. But, like, uh, uh, but honestly, Griffin, this is not bullshit. It, if I could, <laughs> I don't know if I believe this, if I could wave a wand, and never have played Destiny, <laughs> I'm I might do it. Like I might actually do it because like I'm too deep now to to get out. Yeah, and it is a very like fun video game, like a very fun and good video game. There's lots of fun video games that don't make me want to die. And there's a lot of times where like I I, <laughs> I was in like I, I I was in therapy for generalized anxiety disorder pretty consistently throughout most of 2015 in dealing with how to be a new father. And there was a lot of times where like I, I had spent so much time playing destiny and not caring for my own mental health that I felt like if I could just tell my therapist, like, well, I should probably play less destiny. And she would be like, well, I guess you were done. I guess I'll just charge you half for this one because you figured it out yeah on you your did own. this one on your own <laughs> you, you saw that is the problem I feel like I'd, I'm really stressed I don't have enough time if she could just say like well stop playing so much fucking destiny maybe I could be like yeah mm, I'm noticing yeah, your day yeah, is totally point. accounted for except for these 90% of the hours <laughs> yeah, yeah, 90% of my waking hours is just trying to get a fucking fate bringer to drop have you uh, been exercising meditating like we talked about like no nah, I'm just so no, busy just, like, trying but to get I couldn't just bringer. finish the sentence it's like <laughs> I really I'm so busy but like I just want to get through one raid run and get all the monitors because I feel like that would really fix it all for me. All right, well, let's take a break right here. I think that we've done... Let's review. I'm, t- I'm tired. I know, Griffy Biffy. I hate, but, talking, I hate talking about video games. It's exhausting. Overwatch is our round one winner. Stardew Valley is our round two winner. They will compete in Mortal Kombat. Our That's round, right. our Mortal round Kombat. three winner. <laughs> there wasn't a new one of those this year, was there? No, nah. I don't feel like there was. Guys, I, I want to mention. You know, we haven't done this for a year. It's been, it's been quite a while. And even though we take a year off between these recordings, um, even though we've taken that long break, it, it, it so happens that I've been getting a visitor every single week. Oh fuck! Hey, hold on. Wait, hold on. Zip, click, click. Okay, that was me putting my fucking seatbelt on. I've been getting a visitor to my apartment every single week, really mm. just wanting to, like, shoot the shit and spread, you know, his his thoughts to the world. Mm-hmm. And I keep having to, like, turn him away at the door and be like, dude, this is like, we only do this once a year. Like, you don't have an outlet for it. And I right. personally would rather, you know, I don't mind sitting and chilling with the guy, but he needs a platform. Wait, can, may I ask a question before? Sure. Uh is this visitor making use of the entirety of the 30-foot feeling ceilings that you installed in your house? You know, they're not quite there, and maybe that's why he doesn't stick around for super long. Mm-hmm. It, you know, okay. it's really, we're about 25. I, I keep trying to, like, get a contractor in here to do some work. Mm-hmm. But I, I gotta say, if it is our height-enhanced friend, I am psyched to hear it, because some of Russ's friends... Much like some of the, like the older John Hughes movies, mm-hmm. um, 
you watch them nowadays, and there's some ideas that nowadays we find kind of challenging. Yeah, they, there's some are, ideas that we find a bit time, hate, those, hateful those and challenging, and I'm not sure it would hold Wait, up to 20. Do you mean screening. that like five kids from different backgrounds could spend an entire Saturday together? Uh, just saying, but like uh, constantly saying gay slurs at each other. Oh, that part. <laughs> yeah. No, no. This one, uh, you know, he he's actually here. He came as per usual uh, every single week. He comes right at the same time, and he came as per usual. So if you you guys don't mind if he just pops on for a little bit, and I mean, I do mind. Hey, yo, I might. It's me, New York Giraffe. <laughs> hey, oh Griffin. boy. Hi, New York Giraffe. Have you been listening? Me? Uh, yeah. This how is, is your... so strange. You sound just like Russ and not yes. like New York Giraffe used to sound. <laughs> I heard that you, Griffin, I heard you didn't find me super offensive. No, you're, I mean, I, if I were to, you know, rank Russ's friends, um, I think, I mean, Ghost of Milton Bradley would almost <laughs> certainly be number one. Yeah, that guy's pretty racist. <laughs> Uh, and then, I don't know, man, there are a few others, but yeah, I, it's almost like a refreshing spring breeze when you come around. Yeah, what uh, can I say? I'm, I'm like a yellow spotted, uh, magical tree of justice over here. I've <laughs> always said those exact words about you. How has your year been? It's, so here's what I wanted to come <laughs> on and say, and I've been waiting a year to say this. Everyone's been saying, hey, 2016, not such a good year, right? Everyone's uh, worried. Miserable, <laughs> oh, miserable great. year. They're worried about the future. They're worried about, I don't know, science, stuff like that. I wanted they're to wor- say... They're, sorry, they're worried about science? 2016, I wanted to say, great year. Uh-huh. Oh, jo- oh, no, bud. And here's number one reason, great year for 2016. Oh, no. Global warming. Great Okay. Day. Okay, so this is a new spin. So this is a new fun spin on the bad, the globally bad thing of global warming. Is it bad? Is it or is yeah. it possible the trees were getting too tall? Hmm, interesting. Oh, you never thought about that, did you? A weirdly nihilistic turn from the New York giraffe. Is it so weird? Now I'm pretty tall, as you know. Yeah. But trees were getting much taller. So you're saying the big the big GW comes and shows some of those trees whose boss withers up some of the big boys and all of a sudden now now who's the tallest in the land precisely it's it's me MYG exactly that's a very that's a very giraffe centric <laughs> yeah, view very of this giraffe really centric. bad thing that's may I ask happened. a question and I don't want to be I don't want to be rude here um I don't want to reach past you know my place but who did you vote for in New York giraffe oh god well you know um I was more of a Gary Johnson guy myself. <laughs> no fucking that, question, to be honest. No he really spoke to me and his platforms about yeah. freedom and, and tree height. And uh-huh. he, I mean, he also has a very long and elegant neck. Yes. I know yes. you like that, you dirty bird. I also like the fact that like there's less competition for the trees in terms of eating them because okay. all the other animals are dying. So it's so, great. Okay, is this your only reason why? Because, like, we also lost Bowie and Prince and, like, everyone cool. This Like, nobody cool is left. Sure, but you know who wouldn't be cool? And you know who would have died this year were it not for global warning? Is New York Giraffe. So who do you care more about? You care more I'm about sorry, Bowie? I'm sorry. I don't How would you have died? Bowie? Or How? your yeah. friendly giraffe who talks to you every day. I no, would no, no, no. I would strangle you with my hands today Not to get possible. an extra hour of David Bowie on this earth. Like I would get I would strangle you for an extra hour of like David Bowie B side demos. That 
is offensive to me. I do. Well, I mean, the, the, the thing, interesting though. thing is, both of you could strangle him at the same time, and it I mean, really all three, I think it's going to take all three of us. Yeah, you six, need yeah. six than, powerful you need hands. Sixteen people to strangle me if you really wanted to. You'd have to get a gaggle. That's what they say about you. The other thing I wanted to say: people yeah. are worried about 2017, right? Yeah, it's going to be pretty, no, pretty rough too. It seems it's like it's going to be great, and here's why: okay. everyone's saying net neutrality's going down, and yeah. I love it. You know Why? who's not neutral about the net? Me. Have you ever tried to get a giraffe out of a net? Oh, God. Okay. Ever? Oh. It sucks. Oh. Um, New York giraffe, the way you think is awful. This is just who I am. This is, uh, I'm a giraffe. No, what, can you, I, what do you want I know that. You want me to that's not why be a I giraffe? Don't... It's why I don't get cr- like crazy to see. Like I'm not crazy to see you. It's yeah. because you think it's because like, I speak bro- the truth. I'm, no, uh, you're dropping bra- truth bombs. Your brain is just bad, and Can you I come and you espouse more... these bad thoughts. I, I have one more New York-based question. Mm. Um, I, I, you know, I've been out of New York for uh, a while now, and I'm is it about the metro about... club prices that have gotten too high? What do they think no. they're doing over here? No, it's it's about that hit Broadway show, Hamilton. Did oh, you yeah. get a chance oh, yeah. to Did see you get it? To that? No, I can't fit. I tried to get <laughs> in. The Richard Rogers is a huge. It's a very tall theater. You could definitely get in there. That's it's tall, excuse. but I don't want to mention anything. But I'm pretty wide as well. By the way, P.S. Kind of wide. <laughs> oh, and this is a part of you that we didn't. We've never heard about that you well, are like as tall as you are wide. Have you seen a horse? Do you think a horse could fit in a normal Broadway theater seat? No. I take up like half of the subway car. What do you want? Hmm. Mm. Right. Mm. Also, people complain if they're sitting behind me. They're like, "Put your hat down." I'm like, "I'm not wearing a hat. It's just my neck." (laughs) I'm sorry. They think that the nub of your spine is your head, and that the rest is a hat. They think it's one of those tall, like you know, the cat in the hat hats. They think Uh that's what I'm wearing, or like 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 a a Jamiroquai, Mm, a Jamiroquai hat. Yes, precisely. Uh, Are we done, Mr. Giraffe? are, Are we done? I don't know. Are we done with the Earth? I th- I think I'm. I want giraffes to be extinct. What? Now that's weird. Mm-hmm. That is one thing. Good thing about yeah, about this that whole thing. One... I I mean I'm all for fewer giraffes, so I don't have to worry about more competition in the trees for apples and such. But all of them? That includes me, Griffin. Uh, I don't get me wrong. It's a it's a broad approach to getting rid of you. It's like, if I could just get rid of you and all the other giraffes are cool, that's fine. I'm saying the inverse would also be acceptable. Also, I should point out that it's good for us to dislike you because if we liked you a whole bunch, uh, 2016 would kill you. And we can't have that. That's, oh God, you know what? I think New York Giraffe might be the most influential and important artist of our time. And I don't know. I don't know what I'd do without him here. Uh, He's got a bright future. I mean, he's already got like a really... Um, excellent discography, and I just I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in the future, and I hope nothing bad happens to him. Uh, do, what are you doing to me? Okay, oh, this oh is, no, the, the this shingles are covering <laughs> his every extremity, and he's dying. He caught shingles from Russ. Oh, no. My eyes, it's spreading. I got the spots oh. all down my neck. Last year, no, we, not last like year I'm pretty sure we threw him out of a fucking window, and he survived that. So I, yeah, because it wasn't about that the... high for me. I basically just stepped down. Okay, <laughs> well, well, thanks for coming I'll by. Thanks for coming by. If you guys need a tiebreaker, let me know. Oh fuck! Hey, I have a fun, I have a fun halftime activity real quick before we get back into it. 
coloring D- books. What game? This is what game are you guys most like? If, if you had looked at this list at the beginning of the year, what game are you most surprised is not on it? It doesn't have to be biggest disappointment, huh. but like, what game are did you uh, yeah, going into twenty sixteen? Was that Quantum Break? Hmm. Quantum Break. I was so pumped for Quantum Break. I absolutely loved Alan Wake. I pretty much dig all of the games that that studio remedy has made and quantum break just did not land for me um mm. it just like story-wise it's lame and it just wasn't there for me it was a f- okay game it wasn't a bad game but it was just like pretty it just didn't live up to my expectations for what you're, they're capable of you're you're saying like january 1st 2016 if we looked at a list of upcoming releases and tried to figure out what our top games were gonna be like what yeah. we're surprised uh i mean no man's sky right like oh yeah sure big one wow I, yeah that's that's I, a really good point I, I i don't know that i've ever been so is it weird uh, that i'm i wasn't as disappointed as the entire earth was with no man's sky maybe because i'm like a realist and i knew what video games are capable of i mean that it, it goes so far beyond that for me like i i i am also fairly jaded in that regard but this 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 was a whole new this is a whole new thing, like saying your game has multiplayer in it, and then it doesn't. And you get and and believe me, I know about the I've heard I've heard all about the nuance, and I respect the nuance. No, of there's how no multiplayer. That is to You're make right. Games, that, that was a total that, lie. That's 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 fucking unforgivable yeah. and and preposterous. Yeah, you can hook up with other players, explore the galaxy. You fucking can't, and you can't say that. That's I feel, that's wild. I, I still kind of feel bad for those casts. Not to like dismiss anything, but like <laughs> it seems like they. It see. I let, let me say not to dismiss the actions, but it really does seem like they were making something of a smaller scale, and Sony latched onto it and needed it to be a bigger scale than they could deliver. Ah. That would be my get. A plant. Mm-hmm. You usually have good insight in this shit. Well, what do you? Yeah, I. I mean, I've I've been following that studio from when they were just you know a couple of guys who wanted to make a Sonic like game after they left uh, Criterion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, and and there's super nice guys. They they like bet the house a, a number of times. Like I think uh, Sean put up his mortgage when they were making Joe Danger. Yep. Uh, to be able to fund the studio, and then they had like their office got flooded. They've gone through obviously a ton. Um. I, I think the issue that I can grok from the whole Sony, Sony situation was, my guess is they expected an actual marketing team to do their job um, and, like, to guide them through the PR waters or swamps, uh, and I don't think Sony did that. I think they did, like, an extreme disservice. In terms of, like, Sony telling them to pitch a game that wasn't there, I don't know if I fully buy that just because... They were out there pushing the game at the uh, video game awards before the Sony deal. Yeah, um, and and I think like I think from the beginning, I mean, either they were showing a, a significantly more powerful version of the game uh, when they first showed it, or I they mean, showed they weren't. a, a fabricated a- vertical slice, which is standard in the industry. Like, uh, if you want to talk about games that lie. Uh, look at any of the original Bioshock Infinite uh, video game play demos. I mean, they're straight up not the game. Yeah. Um, and are clearly, in retrospect, CG in large part, where they explicitly said they weren't. So, like, this is an industry protocol. I think where they got really uh, taken through the mud, for, a, for I think, fair reason at times, 
uh, is because they just didn't have the resources. Like like I said, this happens with other studios. It just never is allowed to spin out of control because yeah. and, they do And I think they never control. would have launched at $60 if Sony didn't come in. Like if, it, if they just like self-published essentially, I think it would have been a $20 or $30 game. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't even think it was that. I didn't think it was a bad game. I played no. it a long time. I played it a long yeah. time, and I thought it was cool. I wasn't bothered by the like. I mean, I did. I didn't love the fact that it was a game where you were constantly feeding meters. Yeah, it was like you had like seven discrete poisons coursing through your body that you had to constantly be fight, fighting. <laughs> yeah, every single for. time you jumped, it was like, well, that sets well, me sorry, back you three need to go, hours. Go eat yeah. a fucking flower. Like, I also I, do think it's a it's it's not a great game. Like, I I mean, I I am. I defend it. I can defend it to some uh, respects, especially in terms of like people piling on them and like threatening them. I think that's terrible. No, but, the, like, the reaction was fucking yeah, the, but, the most but, ridiculous thing. But you, I, you said compare it to like multiplayer Rust? in the game, and there wasn't like to an extent. I can't. Yeah, I just think like there. It, the the weird thing that happened was it announced itself, and then like all of these open world manage like. M- I, like you said, meter management simulations came out ahead of it, and I think often did a better job. Um, and and that's what's the weirdest thing to me is like it came out, and not only was it not really what it proposed to be, but it wasn't especially good or better than what was already available. Yeah, I mean it's not rocket science. It seems to me that they didn't they it was built backwards. That's what it feels yeah. like. What it feels like to me is. They didn't get a core gameplay loop that was fun and worked. Yeah, they just had a screensaver essentially, and they built. But don't get me wrong, some of that that. that shit was so cool. Like I found some planets that I thought were like really, really rad, and that knowledge of like I'm the only person who's ever been on this planet. It was cool every time. But then that planet had the same five fucking buildings on. Like, yeah, I, I, I I was. It's a unique uh, experiment, and they wanted to see if they could make that sort of thing fun, and they they didn't. I mean, it just wasn't fun, and it seems like. I mean, it's experimental, and I want to. It's weird because I want to celebrate that kind of thing. You know what? We we let's let's talk about a different game because we can yeah, get. A, we, I think enough. We should do this show more ink often. Has been wasted um, on no man's. I'll Sky. tell you, the mine that I am surprised about not being on the list is uh, Mirror's Edge. Oh uh, uh, yeah, the, the, <laughs> Mirror's the Edge title to which escapes me. Like what? What <laughs> was it? Catalyst. Catalyst. Um, Catalyst. Mirror's yeah, Edge I, is the I only really game I had f- to. Oh, you go ahead and talk about mine, Russ. Sorry. I just wanted to say I was going to review Mirror's Edge and then literally had to drop the review shingles. five minutes in because I got nauseous. Um, it wasn't shingles related. No, no, um, not that time. The the uh, No, it's just like I, I really dug the first Mirror's Edge. It was so neat and such a cool concept. And I felt like they were – it really reminded me of the first Assassin's Creed in that like, okay, this isn't fun, but – I, or this isn't great or perfect, but I can see definitely like the bones of something really interesting are here. And I really, it, I'm glad I didn't review it because it would be really hard to put my finger on. But like the the third mirror, the second mirror's edge game, it just didn't have like a flow. Yeah, well, I, I know what it was. Like I, was in a, I think the, you can put your finger on it very simply is that everyone wanted open world and open world was bad for that game. I I will go uh, a step further and say, do you remember that game Brink? Yes. Yes. It, it, yeah. Like it, it was like the really mediocre uh, shooter that Bethesda put out, and you could like splash damage. Was that splash yeah. damage? Yeah, and you could like slide in it. Like that was like the thing. It or had, human like, Mirror's head. Edge I don't slide. One of those. Yeah. And I I think what like happened with things like Brink and Mirror's Edge is what people really loved about it was the locomotion that like. 
oh, you can climb and slide and vault, and, and you can do it all in first person when that hadn't been around. And the takeaway for some people was, oh, what people love is this wacky story about hijinks in the pseudo-future in parkour. And what really people just wanted was, like, hey, can you add a, can you add slide to my shooter? Because, like, I like sliding. I like climbing. <laughs> Um, and I think what happened was they went back and made a game all about these mechanics that now are in, like, most shooters, and it turns out the, the game was not that super I, exciting. I mean, I, mean I, think it, the, I think you could put it simply. Mirror's Edge was a game where you tried to find these fucking perfect lines on what were essentially tracks. Yeah. And Catalyst drops that. That's exactly like, what I thought. Well, okay. That's why I think it didn't work as well. But, yeah, that was a big disappointment for me. Uh, Chris, did you say one? You have something you were bummed out by? No, I think I think we hit the bummers. I I I'm mostly overall I enjoyed everything. Even the even the things like No Man's Sky, I'm still like they were interesting experiments, even if I yeah, didn't sure. enjoy them. I, I do think it costs a lot. I also think there is this like I don't know. I hate to do the whole like you made a gajillion dollars. <laughs> Like, yeah, sure. He made a gajillion dollars. Um, but yeah, I, I can't imagine what it would be like just to have the internet turned on you. Like, well, I can, but not to that degree. <laughs> um, been there, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm happy to talk about the stuff I liked. Maybe this is a chance to kick off to that. Yeah, let's get to round cool. three. You go get a phone, you just want a phone, talk to your friends and family, you're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts. And you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This episode of The Besties is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so... You know, there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. 
And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, well, Chris Plant, since yours is boring, do you want to start and let's get it out of the way? What do I have on the list? It's not in front of me. Oh, oh God. Forza Horizon uh, your 3. Pick is- oh, Stupid car game. No. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. Here, here I, answer this honestly. Okay. okay? I'm gonna, okay. It's a very simple question. Is it? Did I play Forza Horizon? Did you play Forza Horizon no, Three? Didn't play it. No. Okay. I, I I have it and played it a bit. I bought it actually on your recommendation. Mm-hmm. And, and how much did you play? Uh, I played about I don't know four or five hours. I I I, I like it and I. I dig what they did, and I think it's a really well-made game. I just I'm gonna stop buying Forza games because I I just don't dig it. Like I just don't dig the feel of it, and that's like that's it. Do you not I, like I, racing I, games? I love racing games. That's don't hard to that. believe. I, no, like, I do. I do. I like. What, I like. What's a, what's a racing game that you like? I mean, any any Criterion game. Uh, I'm I'm a fan of it. There, I mean, there is a dichotomy of racing games, and it is arcade side and sim side and i think forza horizon probably leans a little bit closer to the arcade side than it's like super heavy sim predecessors but like i just i just don't like the feel of it i want to fucking drift sideways i complain like you out, outrun like i want to i want to do that shit and I, it doesn't feel like forza horizon is is that for do me do you fishtail a lot in forza horizon I fuck up a lot, and yeah. I'm just not. I'm just not very good at it. And then when I am good at it, I feel like I'm going like 15 miles an hour in a fucking shopping cart because I'm See, having to be like yeah. so careful with. I, and, I, and I get that that's cool. Like I get that that level of like tuning and finesse is like uh, something that folks are digging. And that's not me talking down. Like it's just like I honest to God think if you like racing games, like there there is a difference between arcade style racing games and sim style racing games. And I just don't. I don't have the palate for for sim. I think that's fair. I don't think it's sim like at all. I think it feels straight up like any burnout game. But I, I, I mean, it's like obviously it's a feel thing. There's no way to tell what other people notice about it. I think if anything, it has a level of control that even the Criterion games lacked. So like I, when I do the uh, drifting on sideways, I feel like I can do it within like an inch of another car and not worry about wrecking. Um, and not you can have, do that like, in like Paradise. You can. Level of... It definitely feels very magnetized, like the computer's giving you a, 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 a lot of wiggle room. Yeah, um, sure. Which is, again, maybe that's that's pr- probably the, the difference between arcade and sim is like how much is the computer going to help you out? Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't mean to step all over you when you were introducing it because I think there's also a lot of like the world is fucking rad. The um, multiplayer like drive guitar integration is really fucking smart. The soundtrack is probably the like licensed soundtrack of the year for games. Um, I, yeah, I didn't mean to step all over you. I because I, I, well, I, I do well, actually. Why think do you it's think cool it's amazing, I, Chris Plant? 
Um, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> it's, it's hard after he it gets like shredded first. Um, I, I, I think it has a feel that is joyful, and I feel like next to nothing I play in video games has a feel that is uh, not about either killing things or profoundly cynical. Yeah. Um, like, that Watch Dogs 2, I think, is, like, a memorable experience because you don't have to shoot everyone in the face with a, a normal rifle, and, like, it's cynical, but, like, doesn't make you also want to, like, throw the disc out the window. It speaks to just kind of the place that we're at. I mean, again, that Battlefield 1 is another game that is, like, I held up earlier, and even that is still, I think, like, gets away with a lot because it's, like, better than the worst. Well, it's also I, one of the most, like, anti-war war games I've played in a long time. Yeah, yeah. while also being a war game. Yeah. Um, I, but, uh, I, 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 I didn't play Forza Horizon or Forza Horizon 2, so I didn't really know what to expect from Forza Horizon 3. And that first mission where you have a race with a Jeep that is suspended by a helicopter while, like, uh, fucking uh, churches plays in the background, like, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was pretty, I was pretty into that. Why, uh, why does the Jeep... Why? Why not just have a race with the helicopter? Why yeah, is the Jeep exactly, even exactly. <laughs> cool. Yeah. When's an Assassin's Creed movie coming out? <laughs> uh, like three weeks, man. Uh, that was gonna be a Christmas thing. Did you? Or? Did you like finish Forza Horizon? Like, was there a finish to? I mean, I, uh, I think also my problem also stems from like I just don't like open world games as much anymore. Like, did you, did you, is there a finish to, to is there the even game? a story? I don't even know. Yeah, vaguely. It's like that typical, um, hey, you're new in town. Since SSX. You fix up your car for us? <laughs> uh, yeah, like, oh, there's a festival and oh, like yeah. you, okay. you want to have a festival. The whole point, I, I mean, honestly, like, I, like I said, I, I have been playing Just Cause 2 since it came out because I can fly around a tropical island. And it is pretty and a stress reliever. It is like my mental squishy ball. Um, and this is like the exact same thing. Like there are crazy beautiful skies. It, the water is blue. You can drive around sand dunes and have no expectations of doing anything uh, remotely close to a goal. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, like, have I beaten the game? No. I've unlocked all the spaces, essentially. Sure. Um but I had, a, I had I just actually like, a hard time. Un- that was another reason I kind of bailed. Is I had a hard time understanding like how the loops of that game worked. Like I hit a point where I needed more fans, but I didn't. I'd finished all the events, and it took me a while to realize like, oh, you actually have to go and find drivatars and race against them to get those fans. Yeah, I mean, if you win the races, it should be fine. Did you try I- tweeting obnoxious things as well? Yeah, like, that's I, the other trick. I, I did that. What um, is it? That is like a, a big mission in game. That, another thing that appeared in Watch Dogs, this idea of like... Likes and... We've got all the followers. Now yeah, it's well, in Pokemon. Pokemon it's has that too. The new Pokemon. It's in Pokemon Sun and Moon, yeah. Yeah, weird. Um, That seems I'll, like a I'll really po- negative ambition to give you. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about something. I want to get back into Forza Horizon 3 because I did, I did like what I played. I, I, I think it's honestly also laziness because I realize I'm going to have to learn how to play those games... Like when you, I still have this friction where I'm following the drive line, and it turns red. And it's like slow down. It's like, are you sure? I think I know it. And then I eat <laughs> shit, like, just because it doesn't feel right. To, like, no, I want to slam on the brakes and whip my my big fat car ass around this curve. Oh no, I died. I died. Oh yeah, I died. I died here. Whoopsie. Where's my boost meter? 
Freshik, what did you bring? Um, oh man, I've got the game that could could take the title, gentlemen, and that game is Doom from Bethesda and id Software. Now, which one is that? This is the one uh, that came out in 2016. It's the one where you rip hearts out of demons uh, frequently. Um, it's also the one that I had zero expectations for, and I think everyone yep. did. Everyone went into this game well, expecting... Yeah. A 60-year development cycle will do that for a game. <laughs> well, they expected mega dog shit, and they expected a lot. I mean, forget 60 years. Like, they canceled. They fully canceled a game. Uh, how many years was the first version of Doom in development? God. A few. Um, 30 years, actually. And it was 37 years, yeah. 37 years. So they worked on it for a while, and then they ditched it, and then they made this game in, like, two and a half years or something like that. And it's weird because I think these sorts of games need to be very infrequent which is to say like my tolerance for like this like crazy insane quasi mindless shooting needs to is really like one or two games a year at maximum Mm -hmm. um but this game nails this the this feeling of like you are a supercharged on crystal meth gun god that runs into a room and just like rips heads off rips arms off uses rockets and switches to a chain gun and switches to like a lock on heavy assault rifle in a second and it's just this i mean it it feels like how your memory remembers the original doom but it's in truth way more interesting and way faster and there's way more going on um they just like nailed it now i want to mention there is a whole entire mode of doom that is total and complete dog shit. <laughs> um, there is no question that the multiplayer in this game is fucking awful. Um, and it's weird because that's what they led with. That's what in, they've expanded to. Like they, their and, first well, expansion was It's cheap was it. to expand multiplayer. Like that's yeah, why sure. they've done that. It's the cheap, like you just add a map or whatever. It, yeah, the multiplayer is fucking heinous. And what I wouldn't give for this game to have like co-op in the campaign. I don't know if they've, they haven't added that, right? I don't know. I don't think they have. Um, but even though an entire mode of this game is dog shit, the campaign and the fun of the campaign so outweighs that that I really just like absolutely adored this game. I play Doom. The When I play Doom, it's on a Sunday morning with like I'm sipping an orange juice, kicking back. <laughs> And like, Hailing God, Satan. Really, really it's weird. I feel a fucking the, picture for me right now. I feel the same way that Plant feels when he's like unwinding with Forza playing Doom. It, there's something, and I and I play on like easy difficulty because I don't want to worry about anything like that. And I just, ha- it's just like really soothing. And and I've got do you know a what game it reminded me of a lot? Um, well, Seriously. two things: Tony Hawk Pro Skater, but also oh, yeah. specifically the club. Yeah, no one played the club, but okay, talk about Tony yeah. Hawk's Pro Skater. Yeah, I mean, they're both. The club was the shooter version of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, but the whole idea is, for it to be enjoyable, you have to do chains, and the idea of making your health tied to melee so and having good. to get yeah. into it is it, it's really awesome. It's it's a really that it, that needle is so fucking hard to thread of remaking this like iconic classic experience and i'm not being like uh hyperbolic or gross pr e when i say iconic like it is a it is iconic it's a fucking icon like it established a lot of things um 
to add to that and modernize that without losing the the this the stuff that did make it iconic without tipping too far in either direction and like this game walks the line fucking perfectly yeah it's amazing um it's 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 really outstanding it would have been hard to do if they hadn't like scrapped it uh 37 years in to to you know start completely from from scratch or close to from scratch uh and crank it out in two and a half years but considering it had the dev cycle that it did and and still turn out this yeah like remarkable is is it's really also amazing that it came out of the studio that made rage which was like the total opposite of this like slow That's a long time ago plotting <laughs> well and also i think with rage they tried to say they tried to do like well it's doom but with, like with with all these different uh, you know RPG hooks in an explorable open world, <laughs> and they were like, "Well, that let's not do that in Doom. Like that didn't work yeah. so much." Also, uh, let's the, just the not team do that, that made this, and the team that made Rage yeah, different. Uh, uh, yeah, there was there was it, a significant turnover. There, there was a. It's an interesting way of approaching a remake that Bethesda, I think, is so smart about. It, with, specifically with Doom, I think you can extend some of the same um, compliments to Wolfenstein, but I don't think that Wolfenstein was about. I think Wolfenstein was more about finding a relevant place for an IP more than it was trying to recapture what that game was about yeah, initially. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and, and, but, like, with Doom, the thing that's so smart about it is, like, there's two, really two different ways you can approach a remake. And you can recapture the way the original felt or you can recapture the way the original made people feel. And I think that with Doom, the really smart thing they did was not, it was not to try to create something that felt like the original Doom. They try to create something that would recreate the feeling of playing Doom back then, and like wh- so much time has passed, especially in the in the in just the scope of you know video game evolution. So much time has passed, and like our literacy and the way we play games has changed so much that like a Doom that just felt like the old Doom would have been disastrous yeah. because we, that's not what games are like now, and we're and our 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 fluency and the way we interact with them has changed. And I, I just think it's such a smart way of of approaching it. And I was shocked to that, that I enjoyed it uh, as much as I did. I, I rarely feel compelled to get better at shooters. I mainly just kind of want to get through and see what's going on. Um, but like, it makes it so rewarding to get better. Yeah. You want, you want to, you, you know, find, find the ways to improve yourself. Uh, and, and it makes it really, worthwhile. and I fucking did like, I, this isn't my type of game, not even a little bit and never, ever, ever has been, uh, but like I got better at it. It, it and I didn't, I thought it was going to be like too, uh, punishing and like insular, but like, no, by the time I reached like the halfway point of the campaign, like I was f- fucking murdering it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and that was and it's so great. satisfying. It, it's so good also about throwing you into a situation where your initial response is, well, I'm dead. And you just have to make the decision. And like, it's well, also, it's, no, it's, I'm actually going to not die. So I'm actually going to kill everybody. It's so smart about adding one thing at a time, one gun at a time, mm-hmm. one new enemy at a time, it, it, a, a new you know ability. Well, okay, here's a trial to like help you do this same thing over and over again, these 15-second tight-ass loops until you are the master of that. It is, it is a beautifully designed yeah. game. Just the Mario an interesting formula. point uh, about the feel Woo-hoo. versus the look or you know how you remember a game playing versus not. And the, the, what it reminded me of is the original DuckTales. I loved DuckTales <laughs> on the God. NES. Do you remember? It fucking rocked. No, this is a good comparison. I know you, exactly You what went to the about. moon. You bounced around on your cane. It was fucking amazing. And then I think a year or two ago, 
Capcom went and re-released yeah, the original yes. DuckTales and didn't touch the gameplay at all, and it made me want to jump off a fucking cliff. Now, you compare that to what I think is the equivalent of Doom, which is really Shovel Knight. So Shovel Knight took how yes. you remember playing the original DuckTales, modernized it enough that it wasn't a fucking miserable slog, and made it super-duper fun, but still kept that original spirit. That's how Doom feels, 100%. God, Shovel Knight was such a good fucking game. That's what I'm saying, man. Let's bring it back for this year. <laughs> what are those guys uh, working on? What, what's Yacht Club on? I don't know. It's got to be more like Shovel Knight, right? I feel like they're working on something. SK2, baby. Uh, I, speaking of sequels, <laughs> fine. Uh, I want to talk about <laughs> Dark Souls 3. Um, I am very surprised it is not Griffin that is taking Dark Souls 3 to the Ah, uh, We'll talk about it. Okay. Um, I, I am not somebody who, like, I avoided the Dark Souls thing for a long time. And then I eventually, this is really weird, but I went through this weird one-week period where I got really obsessed with the idea of Dark Souls more than just, like, I, I, I wasn't playing it. I was just like obsessed with the idea of playing it. I got really into like, I'm okay. I decided I'm actually just going to like try this thing that I have. And I didn't beat it because I got to the end of Anna Londo and I just fucking couldn't with those two <laughs> and guys. And you wrote a song about and, it. And I wrote a song about it. It was haunting. Um, but like, th- I really love so much about Dark Souls and Dark Souls 2 fixes so much about that game. And I feel like Dark Souls 3 is a really worthwhile evolution of that. And it was really weird for me to see the reaction to Dark Souls 3 because for me, for the type of game that I was looking for, uh, like the, uh, uh, an expansive world and a, a, a story that is inscrutable, basically, and really interesting enemies and powers and ways of using those abilities. And, 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 I, and I get that it is like, obviously not as punishing as as previous games but uh, for me i i i really i really dug it i really dug dark souls 3 um a lot i um my my beef with it is mechanically it's the best game it's it's the best dark souls game um the weapon styles was like fucking great really 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 cool stuff um, the way you think that they, it's better than Bloodborne in terms of mechanics? Well, no. Bloodborne's the best game from software's ever made, fucking hands down. And if anything, no this here. game this game suffers having followed Bloodborne. Yeah. Because while I think mechanically it nails it, I think it is its less it is the least obtuse game that they've ever made. Uh, this game came out in April. Um, I don't fucking remember anything about it. I just don't like. I, do, I there's a fight against a big skeleton. Yeah, I remember that. Like, I, I can tell you everything about Dark Souls 1. I can tell you a lot of stuff, not everything about Dark Souls 2. I can tell you, fuck it, I could recite the plot of Bloodborne for you right now. Yeah. I don't, I, this game came out in April of this year. I don't remember anything about it, and I think it's just, one, I don't think it had that much, that many, like, outstanding moments, Right, like uh, the first time that a monster transforms into a big black inky dragon, like that was pretty crazy. Justin and I uh, were playing Monster Factory. That was my first exposure to the game. Was playing Monster Factory, and that first boss you fight transforms into this big like yeah. inky T Rex. Like, oh, that was pretty cool. And there's a big skeleton fight. I, I, honest to God, can't think of a single moment without having to wonder, like, wait, was that in Dark Souls one or two? Which is the other problem. Yeah. Is like, there's this swamp level. There's a 
bunch of fucking castles. There's a bunch of old ass castles. Well, like, and it's not even a coincidence. Like they intentionally made it as like a greatest hits of Dark Souls one and two. Yeah, and like, and I, I, I think it was that fun. is at a fault. I it was agree. fun to play it because the mechanics were so good. But I, I half of the reason I play Dark Souls is because the RPG progression loops are tight as fuck. But the other half is like those moments, the memorable things that Ornstein and Smog of of Anorlando, like yeah. uh the 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 abyssal dragon, like that is the reason why I do that. And I there's not that much memorable stuff from Dark Souls three, I feel like. And not only that, like some of the bosses I beat by myself the first time that I faced off against them. Some of them some of them were very tough, but like a lot of the bosses I would just walk in and just first time get them. Um, yeah, it was, one. it was definitely a lot easier. Yeah, so, like, I, 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 I'm I, not even coming at it from, like, oh, it's too easy. Dark Souls would be punishing. It's just, like, there's there's a there's a, a spark that other games have had. Bloodborne had them every, every level had some cool, cool shit in it. The aesthetic was, like, dope as fuck. The story was good. Um, mm. uh, it was good. It, it was. was. It, I love the It took some work, but it was good. And I just don't – I don't rem- – I'm thinking about it, and the the only reason, if I were to summarize it, the reason it's not on my list, and it will be on my top ten, right? Like, I had a good time playing it, but we're bringing four games to this yeah. thing. I just don't remember it. I just don't remember much about it. Do you think, though, I, I would posit this. Do you think that part of that is we've gotten a lot of Souls games oh, they're coming in out, the past They're coming years. out really fast. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, like, I, I think that's a big part of it is, like, it definitely suffered from, like, being released so close to... Um, Bloodborne. Uh, Bloodborne. Um, I, I would also say that people tear these games apart a lot quicker than they used to. Um, you, you know, you, you basically the enti- by the time it made it here, uh, the entire game was laid bare for you to find out whatever. You know, sorts of uh, it loses a lot of the mystery. I think um, because there wasn't that thing of people rapidly all discovering it together because it was released in Japan first. Remember? Yeah, I I, um, I agree with that. Uh, I th- and I think but- I think Namco Bandai definitely has them on a like pretty fucking tight tight schedule i guess we're off that though right like they they're saying that well they have a new i think they're working on a new quote new ip but it'll still be like soulsy that's fine with me because that's what blood that's what bloodborne was and bloodborne is one of my favorite games ever made yeah i think what you like the importance of like you can praise the rpg mechanics and the uh, boss fights whatever i think what sells dark souls for me is 100 percent the environments and like what progresses me for what gets me excited is like i'm walking into a new area and it looks like fucking bonkers crazy mm-hmm. and uh because of this game being like yeah a retread or a greatest hits of dark souls one and two um there just weren't there was like one i think dragon's peak was like a pretty standout environment that looked like really cool and had a really cool boss fight in it but that was pretty much it everything else just felt like familiar places that i'd been to before so that one boss fight that you did with Siegfried, the Onion Knight man. Oh yeah, to, like so, fight the giant. Like that was pretty against. Cool. The, I'm th- Jorn when I the think giant. about it, when I sit here, I really think about it. Like the the fight against the Storm King. Like that was pretty cool. The like, dragon fight is cool. Where you slam down on the dragon. Oh yeah, that was it. Uh, but that's, <laughs> I like. I have to sit here and really be like. Oh yeah. yeah, there was that in the. Yeah. There was I mean, I played through the game, game three times to platinum it, so maybe it's just because. I'm wow, a really? Crazy. You're a person, broken yeah. person. Plant, tell me your game, Plant. He already did. 
Yeah. Not plant then. It's Griffin. Griffin Mac. Griffin Griffin, Griffin, Do you Griffin want to Andrew Ma- my game plant? Griffin Andrew McElroy. <laughs> no, uh, my my game for round three is uh, the witness. A J blow joint, and it's full of puzzies, and you're on an island, mm. and you solve the puzzies, and you get light beams. <laughs> um, pretty much no, I mean, down. I, that was six years of his life boiled down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's he did a TED talk. He's like, lots of puzzies, light um, beams, <laughs> light beams. I don't know how to talk about the witness because it's it, it's 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 a game where you walk around this huge, just lovely island. And you solve puzzles on a grid a billion times. Yeah, um, and that's like that's like it. But the 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 nuance of the game is like impossible to describe because then if I try to go into more granular details, like well, some of the puzzies um, they have black and white dots, and you can't put those in the same area. But sometimes you do if there's a triangle. Like um, it's it's so it's it's really really difficult to talk about um, in specific terms. Yeah, that the, game though. That game though has a a sense of discovery that I don't know that I've ever seen in a, in a game before. I like, think you haven't seen it in a puzzle game before. I think the way certainly. I think of it is sort of like picture like a Mario game where you're introduced. You know, we're talking about Doom earlier, where mechanics are slowly introduced to you. And same thing with Mario. That's like the classic Mario design. It's like first you get jump, and then you get a cape, and then you can fly and Yoshi and whatever. And this is basically the puzzle game version of that, which is you're introduced to a mechanic, you're slowly introduced to another mechanic, you go to another side of the island, a totally new mechanic is introduced, and then you go to the center, and both of those mechanics are melded together. Oh, only some of the mechanics are like, well, this is going to, whenever you see this, it contradicts the other mechanic. Like, this game is constantly suspending these ideas in your mind like a fucking like baby's mobile that has to like balance out and you have by the time you reach the end of the game 14 discrete rules are interacting and you have to you have to keep it all straight and uh, like if i say that if i say that i probably just said that and some people who haven't played witness are like well that sounds terrible bye <laughs> but the the masterful thing about this game is that you can handle it yeah. like you can you can handle it because the game like lovingly walks you through those different mechanics. Now, sometimes it doesn't. There's certainly walls where it's like you reach a new area and you hit a grid and it's covered in fucking like lucky charms. And you're like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what A these Red balloon. And so, you, what these and so you start, and so you just start fucking around with it. But there's almost always a series of like four or five panels where there's like a grid, like a one by one or a, a one by two grid. And it shows you the rule. And then the next one's a two by two grid, and it shows you okay. But here's what the rule really means. And th- those panels are like th- those tutorials, if you want to call them that, are so fucking elegant and so yeah. good. And when you when you figure it out, like you feel like the 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 king of genius town. It like, does sort of feel like the design doc was really like someone went into a mental facility. And peeked into like a padded room, and John Blow was in there, and on napkins out of his blood, he had written like all the puzzles out and just spread them all on the walls. Yeah, and I mean, so, I mean, for some there... reason, like his like crazy brain. I mean, obviously, other people worked on it, but his crazy brain was able to work in this like insanely logical, um, very like thoughtful, educational way to like lead someone down a path of like mental. Yeah, just just the just the like rules based puzzles, right? Like these two colors have to be in their own section, but also you have to make it in the shape of this tetromino. 
um, those are wild. When you start getting into the, okay, follow these rules, but there's also these like environmental requirements like, like oh you can't you can't touch happens. any you can't touch any shadows yeah and yeah you have to fall, you have to draw it in the shape of the waveform of a bird chir- like <laughs> the shit when the shit is so wild and you sit there for two minutes just looking at it, like i have no idea there's nothing on this fucking grid and then you <laughs> yeah, figure right. it out like that that it 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 is so satisfying to conquer these rules and then once you figure it out like each each section of the island, I think there's like thirteen or so. Um, each kind of having their own sort of special rule set or like environmental puzzle solving you have to do. Um, there's like two two moments in it, and the first is like, oh, now I get it, and then the rest is like trying to use what you just learned to take down an increasingly complex series of puzzles. Um, and then you get off to, that, like, then you get to like, our... the one-off things where like you, you solve puzzles to climb a tower and then once you reach the top of the tower you look down and the fucking like hedge maze you just walked through is also a fucking puzzle <laughs> like it's so it's so good I could not I dreamed about this game I could not it it, it grabbed me and would not let me go I, I played through it like furiously over the course of like four days and it's a pretty long ass game uh, and I, I got all of the all those lasers. I solved all the puzzies. Um, it 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 grabbed me in a way that like only deep ass RPGs like Skyrim I, I have done. It's grabbed me in a way that like World of Warcraft did in its heyday. Like this this game like got me good. The only the only knock I would say against it, and I and I actually put this in my review. Um, the moments that you aren't, the moments that you aren't. Uh, actually unearthing a new mechanic it can get a little bit frustrating when when you've got the mechanics and you understand what you have to do but you're just sort of like grinding on a puzzle um that can get a little uh, that that there was a lot of times where i was like okay i know what i'm supposed to do i just like don't wanna like i really i can't do this again please and it's like especially there are some that are chains of like eight or nine puzzles of the same theme and idea that don't necessarily introduce anything new there was a, a few moments like that where i i kind of uh uh felt a little frustrated with it um but it's i think it's a fascinating really worthwhile cool like meditation it's a really interesting meditation on a single mechanic yeah there's one there's one mechanic in the i mean really yeah there's one mechanic in the game and it's like it, it, it can feel a little show offy, I think, but but I think it's a really useful sort of thought experiment that like I'm going to take one mechanic and uh, one of the most simple mechanics you can and I'm going to build an entire like not just game, but like vocabulary. Yeah, sure. Like when I was playing this, it was before release. So there were no there was no way to like cheat uh, or get a help or a walk. Even now, it's internet. not easy to cheat because it's like, what the fuck do you Google? <laughs> Well, and the problem is if you do it once, you like yeah. your your spell is because, broken. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because if you do it once, you're not going to have that knowledge for the next time. But I actually, what I ended up doing was on a couple that I got really stuck on, and you know had to plow through for review. I actually like would draw diag. I would send screenshots in the Polygon that. lounge room. Remember that? And like it would take me 15 minutes to explain <laughs> the language of what was happening. Yeah, decent. But then Jake we have like really. Helping you crack yeah. those nuts. We have really smart 
people who aren't editorial <laughs> on the Polygon staff, like really smart coders and really smart, like people whose brains work this way. Like this is what they're built for that would like help me to, to muscle my way through some of the, the tougher puzzles. But like it, it's, uh, it's great. Like it's the also the most, it's also so the most good. beautiful game. It's gorgeous. It's of, chill of as hell. Game. Yeah. Um, let's, let's, let's vote. Cause we spent a long time on this round. Um, this this one's actually kind of tough for me, because like I I I recognize Doom's a good game, like a great game, um, it, but it's not like the genre I like, and I feel that way about Forza Horizon Three. Like, uh, I I for me I I liked I think I like The Witness the most out of all these, but I think should I'm we, probably gonna should get should we instill on. that you can't vote for the the thing that you put up. Uh, yeah, if we do that, then Dark Souls 3 is the second most game I enjoyed out of these. I, I, you know what? I, I wasn't thinking about it until I like put myself back in the headspace. I really love The Witness. Like, I, I, like, I really, I really like The Witness a lot. And it's the kind of thing where like, I, I think is worth sort of celebrating. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I thought Doom was great too. But the witness is like re- seems like a really special thing to me, and I and I and I felt it was Doom was like more fun probably, but I felt things in the witness that I don't feel while I play video games anymore, like a, a sense of um, discovery and satisfaction that like most games like just don't just don't give me. Play it. I'm I'm gonna go with Dark Souls. I didn't talk Whoa. to the witness because I found it insufferable, and I couldn't. <laughs> an hour and a half i think that's I mean, i've never felt more like i could actually feel the designer somebody already said this but like literally looming behind me um it, it just felt so i'm sorry it felt very small i, I how much better say, would the witness have been though i do want to say this just super quick because the image is in my head and i have to get it out into the world how good would the how much better would the witness have been if every time you solved a puzzle and another one appeared in front of you an FMV Jonathan Blow dressed as a wizard <laughs> popped up from the bottom of the screen and said, "Oh, a puzzle!" I mean, that's like, essentially what we got with the FMV. Like, there are FMVs in the game. Those are ah, great. That's true. Those yes. are so good. Oh my god, FMVs back. Uh, I I remember playing Ugh. the witness like a year and a half or two years before it came out in a, in a hotel room in New York City, and in that hotel room was me sitting at a laptop and Jonathan Blow sitting across from me in a chair staring at me for an hour and a half yeah. and it was the most intimidating Isn't that the worst i did a demo of antechamber i think that was alexander bruce yeah uh did that one that game is it fucking rules but it's like it's like it's a 3d puzzle platformer where you have a gun that draws different shapes of cubes but they each have their own rule and you basically have to like design circuitry and sometimes you'll leave a room and it'll disappear behind you and it's all these like impossible shapes fucking demoing that with this guy like mm what do you think you need to do like oh man <laughs> he was really he was really nice about it he's a great guy but like that demo is demoing games like this makes you feel like i don't know the king of dumb town yeah yeah what's gonna win the, i don't uh, what's I, gonna win this round okay so if i can't vote for doom i think you can vote for i mean you brought it like i mean but no one i mean you're right doom would be I, my pick here's what i say like if folks are gonna vote for dark souls 3 i don't want to i don't I don't want Dark Souls three to win this round because I also think Doom was a. Uh, yeah, I, I I could I really could switch between Doom and Dark Souls. I just don't think Dark Souls. I think Dark Souls was a very fun game. I loved playing it, but I don't think it was special in many ways. 
Doom, I think, is a very special experience. So that that is my pitch for Doom. I could also let The Witness go on. If if you, the three of you love The Witness, I don't want to be holding it up for any arbitrary. The Witness made me nauseous. I also, I also recognize that Doom is a really, really well-made. Like, it, I'm torn between a really well-made game in a genre I like and a really well-made game in a genre that I don't typically get into, but it did actually, for the first time, kind of get me into that genre a bit. I, I don't know. I don't know. Doom. <laughs> Russ, you're saying, Russ, you're saying Doom. I'm saying The Witness. Justin, you're saying... The Witness. I'm Chris, saying you're saying... A doom. Okay. Right. Gentlemen, I've got someone perfect no, for this, this problem. No, no way. Come on. <laughs> you don't get to have hey, another yo, personality me. that breaks time. I heard you guys needed some help with the tie. And we can't... What are the now, two oh, games? Okay. What do we got? Now, let me say this. Let me make an Pokemon argument. Pokemon Go I'll, I'll, up here? I will, you are, I will, I can kick you from the call. Like, please don't do this. Don't do this thing. Hey, here, here's if you guys want to decide, uh, you know, that's fine with me. I don't need to be the type. Oh, really this is, is, make a, this a, is the best a rare conciliatory missed. argument in the, in favor of time. Plant hated the witness. None of us hated Doom. Yeah, but that's not. I, I I think I hated the witness probably for the reasons that it's good. I I don't want to. I, I don't want it to be that. Like I hated the witness because I think I brought baggage with it. Like I I I I I don't know if that's a good reason to like not include the witness. I can at least recognize the value of the witness as a game. I'm not saying that it, like my opinion is very different than the quality of the game. I would say. So no man's sky is what you're saying. Woof. Okay, so uh, woof. My um, uncle was in that game. He was on one you know of the what? planets. Did you I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the witness. We're gonna have plenty of other big flashy games, uh, I think, battling in the final round. So Okay, I'm going away then. Also, just wanna go ahead and get out and say this is not Polygon's game of the year. Uh, <laughs> just uh, really uh, wanna just another Yeah, reminder. I gave the witness an eight. <laughs> like <laughs> Um Round four. Round four. Oh Hachi Machi. Really saved some of the stinkers for round four, huh, gang? Did we? No, that's pretty good. Uh, I can start round four. Go for it. Uh, I brought Fire Emblem Fates. Uh, I'll do it. I'll do it quick. It was. Um, uh, I still like. I still like playing games on 3DS and Vita, but like that's done. Uh, more than any other platform, it's just how I like to play games. Is like on the go or sitting on the couch doing something else. And I don't think there were a ton of great games for that platform there were uh, this year. What's that? No, there definitely were not. Yeah. Um, but Fire Emblem Fates was like a really early, really, really, really high point. Um, it had, you know, all the good stuff that Fire Emblem games have. It had the specter of permadeath hanging over you. It had the um, support system. Uh, it, it uh, you know, had really great and like a really remarkable amount of writing um for for all of its like really colorful cast of characters um the core gameplay of that game is still like tight as hell i still fixed one of the issues that i think we've always mentioned whenever we bring a fire emblem that whole idea of like durability on weapons yep yep that uh it it is less it yeah we talked about that when fire emblem awakening another game i really really loved uh came out but i constantly felt like i was using my stuff wrong and that that is uh, more or less gone here. Um, I I think the I, the big thing to talk about here, like it's a really really well made game for me. It's probably the most I've en- enjoyed a Fire Emblem game. Uh, and SRPGs are like my jam. Um, I think the big thing to talk about is the division between three different games. 
and not even from a financial standpoint, but from the prospect of, you, you do you want to play this game three times? Because uh, I, I reviewed the game and I really adored it, uh, and I played through um, shit. I can't remember. Conquest. Not, not Conquest, the uh, other one. Beginnings or something? Uh, I can't remember. The one yeah. where I teamed up with the red red people, the red-haired people. Well, the Asian people <laughs> or the European people? Yeah, I mean, that was the, that was the divide. Yeah. Um, and then there's a third one uh, that is Revelations, I yeah. think. Yeah. Why, why can't I remember? Um, anyway, I, so I played through it the first time and played through one of the campaigns. And it's cool because whichever, like, you're choosing between your adopted family or your birth family – um, and once you start playing through with the faction that you've decided on, the game doesn't really compromise. Like you're going to kill yeah. some of your other family. And, and it adds these moments of, um, tension that like, I don't think the, this series has like gotten me into before. Like the tension of these games doesn't come from the story. It comes from the, uh, turn by turn. Like, God, I really don't want this person to die in this fight. Cause then I'll, I'll lose him forever. Um, this game also added some of that tension to the actual story of the game, and it was really cool. So I finished that first campaign, and I was like, all right, great, awesome. Now I'm going to try and get through the second campaign, where I go with the other half of the family. And so I turned the difficulty down a little bit so I could, like, plow through it. And I did. I finished that second campaign. And then there's that third campaign where it's like, if you want to find out the real truth of the game, <laughs> you got to play through this campaign. And at that point, I had beaten the game's two campaigns, which are lengthy, fairly lengthy affairs, uh, it, within the course of like a month and a half, and I haven't done it. Yeah. Just can't. I just like I love it. Great game. I don't want to beat it three fucking times. And uh, that's not even taking in the like price idea of it, which I'm not too turned off by because it's not like this is. Um, the differences are pretty stark between the different versions of the game. It's not just like Sun and Moon where it's like, oh, it's different times of day and there's different Pokemon. Like it's a different story. The missions have different mechanics. There's a lot of different stuff. There's different classes. Um, and you didn't have just, to rebuy. I think it was twenty dollars to add another campaign or something yeah, like sure. that. It wasn't like a. Full I just, price. I just like, I don't want to. I don't want to play this. I don't want to play this game. I don't want to play three campaigns of this game, back to back to back. Maybe some someday, some year, I'll get back into it and finally take on the final truth. But it's it's hard to feel like I didn't get the whole story. Yeah. So I I yeah. played through all three of them. Holy uh, shit! Yeah. I spent no joke. I've checked like the play times. I spent one hundred hours playing this Jeez. Fire Emblem game. Is, I'm glad we hired you back, Russ. Yeah. You should not be left to your own devices. Real asshole. <laughs> um, and I played it. It probably took me about three months to do it. And by the end, it was definitely really hard to like get up to do the third campaign. And the third campaign is probably the weakest of the three, which is a real Oh, shame. really? Yeah, it's not super great. That sucks because the whole time the game is like, if you really want to know yeah. the truth of what happens. Well, but you said it before. The story is not really what proge- propels you through these. It's more yeah. about the gameplay. And the gameplay of the third one, it, they just do some like really cheesy, like gimmicky mechanics in the third one that I didn't really like. And the story is kind of, it's like, oh, there's like a demon third guy that's like fucking shit up. And it just didn't stand out for me as a game i mean obviously i played 100 hours of it i fucking loved it i thought it's it was fantastic. so good i i i, I want to point out one thing in the game that like almost got it almost made it and if it had made it i'd still be playing this game today um it had this castle system where you could customize and upgrade different parts of this castle and then you could uh invite other players in 
Uh, it, it was a asynchronous multiplayer mode where like other people could try to raid your castle, and so you'd set yeah, up. Yeah, it was defenses. sort of like Clash of Clans. Kinda, yeah. And it was like it was almost deep enough. If it if it had been just a little bit deeper, if there were more layers of customized uh, customization. Um, I feel like it was not that hard to break through an enemy's line and like conquer their castle. It, it was so close to being this like really polished, really cool asynchronous multiplayer mode with rewards that carried over into the full game. Like so close. And if they're they're talking about doing this, the the iOS versions of this in Animal Crossing, both of which will be terrible. But like if it was just that, but a little bit more refined, like a Clash of Clans Fire Emblem game, that would be fucking yeah. incredible um and it, this this game laid the groundwork for for that and i'm really hopeful um that that, that that they do more with it because a asynchronous multiplayer fire emblem game is like oh boy it could be something really spectacular the other thing i want to mention is tonally and this is sort of the true for most fire emblem games but this one in particular it's a very sweet game like the way it's written the characters are like very sweet um insofar as like they're very kind and like kind of thoughtful to each other yeah and there's one like side story in particular that involves like one of your kids from another realm whatever (laughs) neither here nor there but like he for for his own reasons likes wearing women's clothes and the whole storyline starts out with like his brutish like knight of a father is like what the fuck's he doing like you know he's disrespectful and whatever and by the end of the storyline it's like, well, I accept him for who he is. And that's like a really weird, sweet, yeah. nice moral uh, that actually carries through to almost all the storylines in the game. So I really like that. Uh, who else has stuff? I mean, everybody does. Juice, who you want to do yours? Yeah. Uh, mine is Quadrilateral Cowboy. Mm. Um, I, I'm, I'm noticing this year I'm really clinging to, in a, in a year that was like full of a lot of games that I thought were really well executed but not particularly like fresh or fascinating quadrilateral cowboy is uh, a a very different uh sort of game and it it is basically if you didn't play it um i don't want to call it like a hacking game because it doesn't really cover it no it's It's, a it's a coding puzzle platform it's a coding puzzle game you are you have a set of tools mainly your um led by your deck which is your you know your laptop um that you can use to break into these facilities and usually try to steal something or or take something or you know reprogram something or whatever um you have a, a lot of different tools like a little video monitor uh that you can use in conjunction with this uh weevil which is a little drone basically that you can program to, to do certain things. And, and, and when I say program, the, the wild thing about this game is I literally mean write lines of code and run them and see if, uh, you know, it solves, it solves the puzzle and then tweak them. Um, and the, the things that are most interesting to me about Quadrilog Cowboy is the extent to which it forces you to do this stuff with very little in the way of shortcuts. You, you know, you can tap, uh, I think it's the up arrow to um, to uh, uh, repeat commands that you've done before, which makes it a little smoother. But like by and large, you're typing the commands in and it's up to you to do every line of it. And like there's little stuff like um, your video monitor is something that and, and, and all your tools are like this is something that physically exists in the world. So if you want to um, 
uh, uh, watch your monitor uh, where your your weevil is to to watch what your weevil is doing. You literally have to like put it at the right angle so you can see it while you're coding into your computer. while you're coding, right? So you can see it sort of in your periph, uh, and you can uh, you, and like if you leave that behind in a room that uh, you have to go get it. Like <laughs> if you forgot it, like. A lot of times I would get to like the the last thing and realize like, ah, crap, I left my video monitor back yeah. there. I'm going to have to walk back and go get my video monitor. And, and, and while it should seem like an annoyance, the really interesting thing about Quadrilateral Cowboy is it makes you do these things so many times that by the end of it, I really felt like I was doing it. Like I really felt like I was writing lines of code without referring to like the instructions or whatever, I was just like, I had these lines of code in my head and I was just pounding them out. And it, it is such a cool experience and it takes a little while to, to get there. But like, it's so smart in the way that it makes this world seem very real and tactile. And, and it really made me feel a way that I haven't, um, with other games. And it's a feeling of like, really well-earned expertise. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, expertise in a game that like shouldn't have worked. I mean, like we talk about no man's sky sort of like calling a shot and saying like, I don't know, maybe this will be fun. And it, it it wasn't, but quadrilateral cowboy is just as much of a called shot. Like, I don't know. I'm going to, this maybe a game where you code something, maybe I can make that fun. And and they absolutely, they absolutely pull that expertise. That's the fucking coolest thing. Like the swag shit of setting your, your deck down at the start of a level and then entering in 15 lines of code like uh select this first door uh turn off alarm for three seconds wait three seconds uh open door like the the being able to build a chain of commands and then adding in pauses uh you can do that and basically set it up so that you hit enter and then you walk to that door and you wait for your code to open it up and you walk through it and then you wait for your code to do the next thing. Like it is, it's this feeling of doing a fucking bank heist where you have set this chain of events into motion and just pray to God that you gave yourself enough time in the actual wait lines of the programming. Like it is the fucking coolest feeling ever. And it's, it, it's even fun when you fail because it's like every time that I fuck something up, it I, I, a lot of times I would like okay yeah that's on I did forget to program that door to reopen so I guess I am just stuck here all right that's on me that's my fault I guess I did program that gun backwards all right I guess I put it upside down like there's a lot of it it's got a sense of silliness that is uh, and and fun of experimentation um that I, that I think is really worthwhile. Plant, did you play it? Um, I, I did not. I played a demo, or not a demo, I played a version of it for IGF, I feel like two times in the past three years. Um, so I played, like, the evolution of it, but didn't get time to play the final version. I get, the thing that I was curious about, I mean, obviously I've, like, watched most of it now, was, uh, did you get around to playing any of the mods, Justin? No, no, So no. I've heard the mod scene around it is nuts. Um, just because, like, because it is this, like, just playpen of tools built around coding and all these different objects that people have come up with really bizarre and interesting things. It's interesting. Like, yeah, that you, you do have so many options because there are like digital solutions to things in the world. Like there's a way to hack, you know, whatever you need to be open, open, but there's also physical environmental solutions. Like you get a gun and you can program coordinates in your computer where you want that gun to aim and then tell it to wait and then tell it to fire. 
and you can use that to hit a button to get that button to open a door. And so, like, sometimes that's shit you have to do. Um, like, there's so many different there's so many different ways to tackle any individual level. Um, and and yeah, I I do want to check out. I didn't even know there was a mod scene for this game. Like, people are making new levels and shit. Yeah, I mean, from what I understand, they're creating all sorts of weird things. Oh um, man, I gotta get back into I gotta it. Check that out. Uh, uh, I didn't really get a or... chance to play it, but it you does... should. Every, I've every, seen videos a, of it. It does. It's look... a hard. It's a hard sell. Like the only the thing I would say that would get people interested is like that moment where you set up the fucking heist in code ahead of time and then walk your way in the real world through the results of your programming is the slickest like Ocean's Eleven shit. Yeah, I've that sounds ever amazing. done in a game. I don't. I I would worry that I would feel too dumb to like figure that out. Yeah. But... Running, running towards a grid of lasers because you are short on time, and just praying that your code <laughs> makes it disappear before you hit them, and then it does a millisecond before you go through the door. Like, it's fucking yeah, that's amazing. Very cool. That's very cool. Uh, Chris or Russ, who wants to go next? I'll grab mine so we can save Titan. Uh, whatever Russ Spoilers. brought for the <laughs> ending. Attack on Titan. Uh, yeah. Um, oh man, shit! I, I've yeah, heard that Attack on good. Titan. That, that game fucking rules. Yeah, yeah I need good. to try that. Um, I'm bringing it. I'm taking out. Um, what? No, no, it's too late. <laughs> nah, Justin, I'm no. bringing it. I'm bringing it. Quadrilateral. No way. Out. <laughs> Attack on Titan is a Spider-Man game where you have a sword and you fight giant babies. It's a fucking great game. <laughs> Let me just say, honorable mention. I should have mentioned that Attack on Titan is fucking so kick-ass and weird. Griffin played it, and he and it am was I right, good. Griffin, that you could not believe how fun it was. It was like, like it was. We were playing it a lot when we were doing the Mabim Bam show, and so like we'd come home from the shoot and we'd be fucking so stressed out like well nothing funny today and then we would just like spider-man cut up babies and Is it was it like awesome. earth defense force <laughs> it looks like very weird earth defense forcey yeah dude um, oh, Chris, that's not that yes. far off but like yeah if it, it but yeah it's very silly and very every fun time you and... kill a titan by cutting its delicious neck back neck meat open it gives you a ranking and it's like amazing subjugation it's always a subjugation <laughs> it fucking rules satisfactory subjugation Ugh. and the mechanics are like the the swing mechanics are really great good. They're really, really good. Y'all. You can fly across the okay, This sorry, is a sorry, great sorry. transition to body horror, which I'm going to talk about. Uh, I'm going to talk about a little game called Inside. How um, much of... in? I, more than any other game this year, people were so up their butts about spoilers for this game. So I don't know how to talk about... I, I think, know, okay, I how about... Some, I think we should be able to talk about everything in this game. Uh, okay, so it's also people, been... How many months has it been? It's been a while. It's been a while. It's on PlayStation and... Uh, Xbox now, I believe. People are okay. If they want to skip ahead, they can. There's a there's a twist. If you haven't played the game and you don't want to be spoiled, seriously, skip ahead 15 minutes because it's it is it's the most spoilable moment of a game this year, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it's from the people who did. Oh dang! What what was it called? Russ? Limbo. 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 Yeah. And uh, once again, you are uh, a little boy wandering through a very bleak world, solving environmental puzzles and kind of. I guess understanding the story through uh, these different places, and it, it's like I don't know. We'll get right into the spoiler, but uh, for me, it's like Kafka meets Akira. Like it's yeah. it's just this like it starts out as like a kind of normal-ish looking world that you are like I don't know. You're on the lamb, and the government's out to get you. And as it goes on, it just becomes increasingly abstract and fantastic. Um, 
things. Well, there uh, is a pig butt alien in like the first three minutes. Yeah, I, I guess what I mean is like the environments themselves. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. It, it, it plays it like pretty close to the best, as weird as that is to say. And then like yeah. it goes into like German expressionism where like the shadows are longer than they should be. Um, things just kind of go off infinitely into the distance. There are you're walking through factories, but the factories seem to have been built for no other point than to process the meat of children. Um, it, by, by the end, bodies are floating upwards that are like hanging from this rafters. It gets it's it's really really grim. Um, but of course, what what I liked about it was the puzzles felt for the most part not repetitive. And, um, like, actual environmental puzzles. Like, yeah. it, it wasn't like uh, so many bad environmental puzzle games are like, well, you do a little bit of platforming, and then you get to the next place, and then it's a puzzle. And you solve that. Well, and this even felt Limbo, like, I thought, had, like, a lot of, like, pushing box puzzles. Yeah. That it, this didn't necessarily rely on as And much. for the most part, this game has, like, oh, I am in water, and I need to get out. What can I find at the bottom of the this lake that I can loose from a small cave that will float up to the top, and then I can use that? Or uh, it, it, it's, it feels like you're using the environment as you would if you were actually trying to escape. Yeah. Um, versus, like... Oh well, a giant puzzle designer decided that he would interrupt a normal world with ten more puzzles. Um, but the ending is so good, um, and that is the point in which you uh, <laughs> essentially turn into a giant ball of uh, naked appendages. You, uh, you're a body ball. You're a body ball. You're a ball. Justin, did, of you, a... Justin, did you play the game? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. You're a ball of appendages, and then you steamroll through the rest of of <laughs> this this giant and I don't know like evil factory place. Uh, in, and all the workers escape. are like bureaucrats that are like working at their desks. Yeah, and yeah. Suddenly yeah. this body ball just like rolls through the door. We're in and the middle like, of a shit. meeting. Um, and and I love it because. I, I mean, I think this is like a very classic video game thing of, okay, here's your award, you did a great job, and now you get to be, you know, some weird power fantasy. And it 100% gives that to you, but at the same time is like, oh, life as you know it is gone. You are literally nothing more than a mass of skin. Um, whatever victory you're getting out of this is ultimately undercut by the fact that you are like, a, a, a mouthless monster that will surely like bake in the sun the second it escapes and die um uh yeah i was like the bit so many people were talking about we're talking about this game best game ending of the year maybe of all time and it was it was something like when i finished <laughs> the game I, I feel like i didn't love it as much as everybody else because when i finished the game i was like well that was something like it was it was definitely like weird as fuck and it made me feel not good like yeah. I, I felt like the like a lot of people were like so fucking funny. I was super bummed out uh, by the ending. Yeah, it's because like, like a I kid like a kid dies and like ha get it. Yeah, like yeah, I guess I guess I get it. Like it's de- it's very dark and it made me feel some stuff. I mean, it's um, dark. It's it's. I think the ending is meant to be vict- obviously darkly dark in the sense that yeah, he's dead or transformed or whatever the fuck. But obviously this organization that was doing this gets basically ripped out from the inside. So that's sort of the... Sure, yes. Which is where the title comes well, I don't know about that, but that's that. the upside of it. <laughs> but uh, No, I like... I, I, I have a harder time... Like, I, I guess it shouldn't be 
I, 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 not all art has to end the same way, and not all art has to leave you with like the same feeling. And I, and I completely get that. But like, there was something about inside that, like, I have a, I played Limbo before I had a kid, and I played Inside after I had a kid, and it is a lot harder for me to handle like the watching a kid die repeatedly. And then like, even that, which is like, I can get past when the ending is that sort of like grim. Um, yeah, it's because, really, it, we it should, was we, really hard for, we should, sorry? we should point out that like after you escape the facility, this ball tumbles down a mountain and then dies. Does it die? Yeah, it, we know that it dies. It, it, the, it's, it's, it's just I mean, chilling it's like, in the sun. It's unclear. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, he got outside. Like that's great. But like the, I, I, it, I, it just felt so grim to me. Um, and it's hard because you can't. I mean, like you can't advertise like how something will make you feel at the end of it. Like that's that's not a a, a good solution. But for me, it was just like it felt like a gut punch, and I didn't really under like and and it bummed me the fuck out. And it's like, well. Thanks. I guess it was. Pa- I, it was I, powerful, I, right? I enjoy like, my fifteen dollars. Yeah, that's, ex- it's, that's it's, a successful piece of art that it made successfully you feel like made me f- feel that way. And I, it's a good game, and it had some really great puzzles in it. Um, I I would say I, that I I think that it is pulling from an entire history of fiction about children. Like I mean, I I, I don't think it's like it, it's it's Grimm's fairy tales. Like yeah, I I, sure. I I I completely understand. Like. Yeah, as as a parent, like especially with death animations for a character, are which which also are, harkens back to like the good old days of Eric Chahi, <laughs> fucking hearted darkness getting fucking vored yeah, by a hundred discreet gobble monsters. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's some rough stuff. Yeah, I think what's also interesting is the idea that like that bothers you, but the uh, literally the countless other video games that we've named in which characters die in horrific ways. Sure. Don't. It, I mean, it, Char- characters, but not kids. Sure, but like that's I mean, that is like that's that seems like a troubling statement on video games. Like or on just yeah, no, maybe. video games are terrible. Like we're all <laughs> on agreement. Like they're all bad. Like yeah, I won't let my kids play video games ever. They're a n- nightmare. Your kid will play football. Waste... That makes sense. Yeah, they'll, they'll play football. Um, <laughs> I, no, I, it's gotta be other things. But like I, I and and I'm not saying like. I guess it's not fair. Like, I'm not saying I'm leveling a fair criticism. It's just like, man, I didn't need that. Like, that's kind of how I felt. Is You know what I mean? Like, if I click an article on Vox that's going to bum me out, at least I know I'm like, here we go. Like, here we go. Let's do it. Like, let's, What about let's the art it. of this game made you think, yeah, the, like, the ah. The beginning of this game is the most depressing fucking shit, too. I'm not kidding. I, I already saw spent tweets my money, from, dog. I saw tweets from people who were like, fucking hysterical ending because it's so you're a big silly moth yeah i guess so like yeah i guess sure i mean it is but don't get don't get me wrong i think it is funny intentionally funny in a few moments so there's one moment where like the guy's pressed up against the glass and you like mow through him and crush him on the ground <laughs> it's meant to be funny there's a puzzle in, in that final sequence one of the very few puzzles in that sequence where you're in this enclosed space with one other dude and you're this giant body monster and you're horrifying and the other dude is trying to get away from you and he has to type in his key code onto the door to like get away from you. But if you get too close from him, he'll run into a corner and you can't. So you need to wait for him to like type in his key code before running over him. Like that's meant to be funny. It's fucked up. There's no question it's fucked up. 
but it was meant to also be like, look at how fucking outlandish this is. Yeah, sure. So I wouldn't want to take that away from them. Yeah, I, I mean, I completely, completely understand where you're coming from, Justin. I, I think for the reasons you don't didn't enjoy it are the reasons that I found it worthwhile because I feel like there is a homogeneity to homogeneity I don't know to to so many so many games that come out um especially puzzle games and having something that felt grim and like I guess Tim Burton-esque would be like the generous to it like what puzzle game have you played that has stakes to it yeah and I will I will say uh that it handles like grim materials in a pretty um elegant way it's not like a fucking like it also has spurts some... spurts of blood while fucking hot topic music plays in the yeah back. like yeah and it has some I, sweet sure. moments there are it like does. some affecting bits in there too yeah um well, we we gotta move on let's hit that like, final this, one this, this okay. is gonna be a We've... fucking like four hour long episode of it's this show. Be like... yeah it's stupid okay last game last game uh titanfall 2 um titanfall 2 i came out really late um, I didn't play it at launch. I played it uh, after I'd played Call of Duty, after I played Battlefield. And I kind of went in with pretty low expectations. I liked the first Titanfall, but, like, obviously there wasn't a lot of meat to that game. And why I really like Titanfall 2 is I think there's a lot of shooters. Battlefield, Call of Duty, um, pretty much all of the big shooters these days feel pretty close to similar even even overwatch to a certain extent feels like sort of similar in the in the way you move around the world and the way you uh, you know shoot at guys stuff like that uh titanfall makes you feel like a fucking god whether you're in your titan or not like movement and like exploring this world the titanfall or the movement mechanics that they've added uh, in titanfall and really refined from the first game feels fucking amazing like the feel of like wall running wall running again dropping down and punching a guy 50 feet feels fucking spectacular and just i mean there there are a number of things i also think the like the way they've done multiplayer i talked about it before the like the smaller um uh player counts really works in their favor um it just i you know i think they made a good game the first time around and this is like the total refinement of what they were trying to do um i really really dug it they also made a valve campaign yeah the campaign is just so a Half-Life follow-up campaign. That's like that's the craziest just I've ever heard in my entire life. Play. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's it's just a Half-Life game. <laughs> like fuck off. Yeah, like that's it's crazy. The the, the the this game that didn't even like have a campaign. Uh, where are the where have these people been? Well, they, what I were mean, those guys they, doing? Uh, the first they time? made Modern Warfare One, which had an excellent campaign as well. So like, it's not like they're it, not capable of this. It uses such smart, like there are so many like interesting ideas that are playing out in that campaign more so than like, like it it really utilizes the future setting in a way that like, I feel like, um, the call of duty games haven't where, where, which is to say like, it, it, it is not just better, cooler guns or better, cooler locomotion, but it like feels like a futuristic world. Um, now I haven't played infinite warfare to be fair. So it may, Make better use of that, but um, I just thought Infinite it was, Warfare it, it, is. It's interesting you mention it because Infinite Warfare, yeah. I think, is the most grounded version of that future. Like, if you were in space, but you only had like USSR technology in space, that's what mm-hmm. Infinite Warfare feels like. It, it feels yeah. like 
very grounded whereas uh titanfall feels like they just leaned in the direction of like this is fucking future yeah there is a level uh just to give an example so we're not just like bloviating uh, there there there's and there's a lot of really interesting ideas but there's a level where you're in basically a place where houses are being fabricated and they're and it's an assembly line where like the floor is being put on and the furniture is being put on and <laughs> these things are being constructed around you and you're making your way through this facility and y- it, you are like uh, like the, for, for example you'll be standing on the floor of a half finished house and then the house has to turn on its side so they can attach another part and you're turning with it. So you have to like, okay, well now that's the floor. So I have to figure out, you know, uh, how I can brace myself. And, and throughout the level, you're having to traverse these like half constructed houses is what the, the, the basically the entirety of the level is. It's so but cool. What's um, so smart about that level is talking. I mean, we talked about building on ideas and training you for what's next. It starts out with a tiny room, and then it's a house. And by the end of that level, you are on entire blocks of a neighborhood that are being yeah. turned vertical. So, like, you're literally climbing a block of a neighborhood as if it was aiming directly up and having to reorient yourself and use the wall run against what is essentially the ground. Um, there's just so many smart ways that it builds on its ideas. Um, I, I, I just wanted to hop on the comparison to Call of Duty, though, because I find it really interesting that, you know, the same studio, in theory, Infinity Ward, came out with Call of Duty this year. And I think you can see just the two different ways uh, the ideas of that uh, of Modern Warfare have gone. And that Call of Duty, uh, I do think it's a, a perfectly fine game. But the thing that always bums me out about the series is... Mechanic-wise, it doesn't really trust you to, like, make the fun. Like, it, it puts you in a fighter pilot, and then you hit hold a button, and it does everything for you. And then you're back in another place where you hide behind cover and do the same thing. And it has, like, one core mechanic that it's honed, and you do it over and over and over every single game with very, very tiny variation. While so much of what makes Titanfall 2 special is it is throwing mechanics at you and giving you so many options of how you use them and basically saying like, get out of cover, go out there, use these tools and like, you'll figure it out and it'll be enjoyable for you. We trust that the game is good enough that you will enjoy experimenting with these things. Um, And that's, I I think the same goes for Doom. I think like the shooters that are, are really standing out now, they have this added hook where they like expect you to actually go out and create the pleasure versus just, oh, well, this is shooting and that's the game. The game is shooting and we do it well. Yeah, I mean, obviously they're making games that allow for that. Um, you know, it's not just random where it's a, you know, a sandbox and you can do whatever you want. They, you know, the, the wall running and the, and the movement and all the tools that they give you in Titanfall allow for that level of fun. For sure. Um, I do have to knock Titanfall. I, my one complaint about Titanfall is, and I get it. I, I completely understand this game is merciless about finding ways to separate you from your crazy giant missile robot. Like, 
uh, half the levels, this fool's like, well, that tunnel's too small. Best of luck, buddy. <laughs> There's one level where the motherfucker just gets picked up by a, a magnet. He's like, well, bye. They're taking, it's in the fabrication, the house fabrication level. This big crane's like, hey, it's got me in this crane. I don't know what to do. Your arms are missiles. Like, just get out. Like, don't make me come for you, dog. I'm, uh, the- <laughs> I only just got Dishonored, like, uh, or, or sorry, uh, a Titanfall. Uh, to a couple days ago and so i'm like now i'm just now playing it and i just finished dishonored 2 last night um and it is the most refreshing going i got the no kill trophy and dishonored 2 is all psyched it is the most refreshing opposite yeah of that game where it's like yahoo i'm on a yeah, fucking, you're, well, you're a fucking superhero and and that's the thing it's like yeah. you're not a slow and and there's i love dishonored and i love that pace of that game too but yeah totally as a palate cleanser um 100 yeah um, man i'm excited to go back and play dishonored 2 again though and just just murk just create crazy <laughs> murder murder traps deception style murder houses y'all let's, okay, let's do think, this vote oh, man. let's vote uh oh boy this is actually a tough round uh are we doing let's say for the first like your first vote shouldn't be for your own just to see where we're at yeah okay uh and i that, would vote inside i would vote Shit. I don't know. I I feel like I should abstain this round just because I haven't played that much Titanfall 2 and I really like what I've played, but I think if I'm not voting for Fire Emblem, I do quadrilateral cowboy. Uh, I'm doing Titanfall 2. I'd vote Titanfall 2 if I wasn't voting. I'm okay with I'm okay with that pick. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with Titanfall 2. So just looking at the top four here, it looks like Russ got two and I got two. So uh, Justin Justin and Chris try a little bit harder next year. Maybe to just be fair, you don't even though, need to be a lot in the of that finale. was a result of me like I wait you guys jumped on it quicker than I did. Uh, so <laughs> uh, maybe some of the four I brought weren't my four yeah, favorite also, games. Also, I will but... say that the game that may very well win this was a game that I gave you, Griffin. Oh it was well, my we'll original pick. Um <laughs> uh, I don't usually I think we usually do like another round where we Yeah, do, we're not going to do that. I think we should just do it from these top 4 and well, have this be the final. Well, yeah, I, let's let's see where votes are. So just as a reminder of what the top 4 are. So round 1 winner was Overwatch, round 2 winner was Stardew Valley, round 3 was The Witness, and round 4 was Titanfall. Damn. That's a good man. You good know list. what? It's a good fucking year. I I'd be proud for any of these to win. I don't want to undercut this, but I think we can probably take a shortcut here. Okay. Uh-huh. And just and 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 this is not my favorite game of the year, but it's like looking at like a consensus probably Overwatch, right? That's the of something that's that we're the, all going to be able to okay. get on board. That's the obvious choice. This. Is it the besties choice though? That's the <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> that's the polygon game of the year. Overwatch. Of the games that are on this list, Overwatch is not the most fun I've had this year no. playing a game. Just isn't. I agree. I, I've well, had more fun with Titanfall 2. Um, I, I, I will also say my personal game of the year, I said this earlier on, is Stardew Valley, and that is in this list. So, like, I, I would be disingenuous if I said my pick was anything else. So, let's, let's vote. What is your pick out of these four? Let's go around and see where we're at after that. Uh, mine is Stardew Valley. I'm Stardew Valley. Uh, mine's The Witness. <laughs> what? You really, really purposely just <laughs> torpedoed it. 
You're gonna give it to Stardew Valley. <laughs> no, I really, Valley. I just started Stardew Valley didn't hit with me, and and I like Titanfall two a lot, so probably Titanfall two. What? What the fuck just happened? <laughs> he, he he figured out the 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 map I never on said, it. No, I didn't think Overwatch is not my favorite of the four. I'm just saying like. I didn't really like Stardew Valley that much, and Plant didn't play a ton of it. The Witness barely scraped by in its round. Titanfall 2, Griffin hasn't no, played. No, forget its round success. Just go by you. Yeah, like, yeah. Also, also like I'm Plant. Plant, you play. I'm saying that, like, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that because it's, like, apparently there aren't super strong feelings about but it. But don't worry about everybody what? else. Just say what your vote is. Yeah, what's your fucking... Don't think about... We're already in the I'm fucking election. I don't like anything that much, okay? <laughs> I'm fine with whatever. I just want to move on with my life. Justin, Gary Johnson. Of these four... What was your favorite of these four? What did you like? What did you like? But what will be next year when you think back on 2016? Which of these four games will you think back on the most fondly? Okay. The Witness. And Russ. Probably mm, Titanfall 2. Okay, so it looks like Stardew Valley with two votes is the winner this year. Although, Thank you all wait, for let me to just the say one thing before we lock it in. Uh-huh. There is I would, something I would to be swap said to for too. letting Titanfall 2 win. Because Arthur gave it a seven. <laughs> uh, um, I would prefer Titanfall 2. I mean, if, if we're narrowing it down to two options, You apparently. did already Titan, vote for the Witness. Yeah, but could I we could, give it to the last of us? It's not an up and down vote. I would switch to Titanfall 2. Okay, it's 2v2, two, two, two Stardew Valley, uh, Titanfall 2. Does anyone want to change their votes? No. No. Justin? Plant, you played two like no 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 no. He said he played two two seasons of Stardew Valley is like a good thirty hours. That's a long ass time. Okay, Justin, you don't want to change your vote. No, I don't want to change my vote. And I don't want to change my vote. So there's really only one. No, God, Russ, I swear to God, I'll hang up on the fucking Slack. (laughs) That would would not doing this. We're gonna sit here for five minutes and we're gonna talk this through until we fucking figure it out like four adults. (laughs) I, you know what? I'll switch to Stardew Valley. Here we go. If it keeps New York travel off the show, plan, are you sure you like Stardew Valley That's that much? That's three, Russ. I'm sorry, bud. Here's the, here's the thing. Here's, here's, here's the thing about it. Timefall Two is a fantastic game. It really is. But what if I didn't give the award to it? <laughs> Oof, that's a good. Here's good what I'll say. Seriously, all seriousness, I think I think Stardew Valley is a really special game even if yeah. you take away like if you don't even look at like how how fucking fun of a game it is i think it's worth rewarding a single more or less a single person although i recognize that's not how games got made there are other people involved but this, this a person who looked at a genre and said well this genre has gotten worse and worse for the past decade yeah. and then single like almost single-handedly fucking made the best version of that game <laughs> Like so ever made. Here, so your vote is for the, the witness. Thing. You're voting for the witness. Wait, wait. Is that what you? I, I, I was about to say. Like, come on. Also, like, if we're gonna give that big besties bump, <laughs> that Stardew Valley would stand to benefit. But I'm actually looking over the sales, and I realized that Titanfall Titan 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 actually. Yeah. Use it. Um, you know what? No, I'm still gonna go with Stardew. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm I'm fine with that. Stardew Valley is a great game, and and I love it. So uh, yeah, I have no problem with that. I'm I'm good with that. I feel good about it. Oh man. We did it. Now let's now let's do the, our favorite section where we talk about whether or not we think people are going to be upset. So just to go through the years, I think this is our third or, or is it our fourth? Because previous games of the year include or besties games of the year. Again, not a Polygon product. Um, uh, Zelda is one, one Zelda year? Uh, Link Link or Link Between, Link Between Worlds. Worlds. Yeah, beat out uh, uh, Dishonored yeah. One. Right, Dishonored One. Oh wow, was there another one? Um. What was last uh, year? 
I'm gonna Google Bessie's game of the year. The the winner of last year was. I think it was decided by the fucking New York giraffe. So. <laughs> I think it was too. We don't even decide it. We didn't even decide it. We didn't even decide it. We didn't even mention what the game of the year was. I have to listen to the fucking episode. <laughs> Hold on. Where would we have put it? Like, are we, we're gonna write a recap post? Yeah, that seems like podcast? a big spoiler. Wow. You, I, we're just going to hear so Griffin getting angry at like, New York Draft. Replay? Um, like, Undertale? Yeah. Well, there's me fucking talking about Undertale. Oh, no, that ain't it. Absolutely. Bloodborne. Oh, Bloodborne. Was it Bloodborne? I think it was Bloodborne. I think that sounds right. Because you kind of put us in a hostage scenario between Undertale and Bloodborne. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Okay, I think it was Bloodborne. I'm not sure. That's that a good our, one. I have no problem with I mean... I have no problem with the games that we've selected over the years. I think we've done a great the thing job. That you can say about that. I, I know I wasn't pushing Stardew that hard, but like the thing that you can really it, it, proof of uh, of success there. That game, it was so sort of under the radar that we didn't even have like a review of it until almost yeah. everybody was talking about. It all of a sudden, like that game did out. not have like a marketing campaign yeah. or anything. I, it was literally just like uh, I, I, word of mouth, and also just like. To be to be honest, and to be and to be kind of serious for a bit, this year fucking sucked, and that and, and jo- joking aside, like it was a very, uh, I, I I it's been a while since I've had an anxiety free day in 2016, um, and like a lot of uh, there's been this thread of us talking about these games, like Chris talked about it with um, Forza, uh, we've talked about it with a few other games, it 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 has the games that I've gravitated to more this year. Are are the games that are like sweet, s- sweet or like mentally good <laughs> for me? Soothing. Um, yeah. ga- games that are not hyper cynical uh, or like super duper shooty. Even though I recognize that they're, I, I and I get this way certainly. Like it can be cathartic, and that can be a a, a method of like uh, de- developing a an an inner peace. And I kind of love the idea of, like, the most chill-ass game, the game that I would actually, like, dive into when I'm feeling, when I'm feeling hyphy. Uh, I like the idea of that winning the game, winning, winning our award for this fucking miserable year. <laughs> yeah. If only we could live in the Stardew Valley. If only I could live, and now they've got different farm layouts. Mm. <laughs> um, Been hearing a lot about that lately, about the new farm There's layouts. new farm layouts. There's one where there's ore right there in your farm. You can go mine it. You don't have to go to the mine. Uh, uh, so that's going to do it for us. Do we want to, uh, real quick before it wraps up, do we want to guess the likelihood of us coming back next year? It'll <laughs> happen. Well, Who knows? Who knows where we'll be? It's, it's a long our, year. Yeah, it's, we'll be, well, yeah, we'll fucking do it. I do <laughs> like, like, we do, me and Nick do Cool Games Inc. now, and sometimes we gravitate towards actually talking about real video games. And we'll be like, oh, we can't do this. Um, it is actually nice. It is nice to like sit down and fucking talk about this stuff. Let's start doing this every week. No, <laughs> God, no, please. Let's. I think people would really enjoy that. I'll edit it. It'll be fine. I think people would really groove on. I it. don't think you can even say that, Juice. If Plant, do you want to? You want to keep doing? Like you, you don't work for Polygon anymore, but like you want to keep just doing this show though. You want to just do it every week? You're gonna wake up tomorrow with the biggest regret hangover. Yeah, but like, think about that. Listen. 
Wouldn't you just want to do it again? Listen. We don't have to get Grant's permission. We just do it. <laughs> that is a good point. <laughs> um, uh, listen, no, audience, Please. we'll see you when we see you. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? In December of 2017, that is when we'll see you. Um, yeah, anyway, so that's going to do it for this, this Year on the Besties. Sorry we didn't talk about fashion or sports that much this time, but um, the, that's the end of the show. I would tell people, uh, you to like and subscribe. I don't even know if we have an RSS feed, and I don't really give a yeah, shit. Yeah, I don't know if those two things like are even things you can do. This is an annual Christmas gift that we give to you, our beloved, and and I guess uh, you know ho- holiday time gift for all your uh, celebrations, <laughs> your Thanksgivings, or what have you. So I hope you enjoyed it, and that's going to do it for us. Um, make sure to join us again next. Why year do you sound so sad? so sad? Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's? best games yeah best Best